What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, November 10th. Happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps. And you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Swaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. And with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Speaking of veterans, maybe the Cubs will sign a Stop veteran it. first baseman soon. Trey Mancini. Josh Bell. Uh, <laughs> and that other gentleman down there. <laughs> Back from his absence, being corporate Mitch, we got NASCAR Mitch back. What's up, Mitch? Pretty good. All right, we're doing we're doing good. I'm happy with the new manager. I know you guys talked about that last week, but okay. I new new reset. You know the the off season's off to a good start, so keep keep the ball rolling here. Mm-hmm. And I hope you uh, benched Kevin Fiddler in your podcast fantasy lineups because he is out this evening. I don't even know what he's doing. You're getting I've zero. Heard that one before. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, I, I told you straight up. I was. Hey, yeah, I did. Um, I think you just. I don't know where Fitz is. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's so hard. Corporate to Kevin. I don't. Maybe. No, I think it's school Kevin. I think it's show Kevin. Baseball Kevin. Oh, Facebook. I think it's show Kevin. Well, the GM meetings are in Vegas. This was actually when Kevin. Remember, this is when Kevin first joined the show. It was the winter winter meetings. It was the winter in, uh, meetings in Vegas, and Kevin was like our man on the scene reporter and he did such a fine job and here we go years later he's still part of the show so uh we're going to talk about what's going on what's coming out of those gm meetings a lot of sound bites left and right coming out guys interested in this guy the market's crazy uh we found some pretty good articles where guys smarter than us wrote what they think players are going to get so way smarter did a lot more detailed work way smarter i mean if you do more than throw a dart at some numbers you are beating us already um and then last week we had two cubs fans and a Sox fan do the white Sox offseason plan so this week we're gonna do two Sox fans and a cubs fan do the cubs offseason plan naturally hope, hope that all made sense um all that and I got a feeling this is going to be kind of a goofy one, folks. So settle in. Uh, let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new move. Discussions and interviews, trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah, this is what you're waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the boy. Yeah, every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for. Yeah, you can put it on the boy. Yeah, every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar As always, this show is brought to you by Sports Mockery, sportsmockery.com. Make sure you download the app, turn on push notifications, so you'll be the first to know when the White Sox sign Brandon Drury. Uh, Also, this week's episode is brought to you by Uncle Bud's. It's a brand new bar in Oaklawn on the south side here. 
It's on 97th and Cicero, 9700 South Cicero. Uh, for those of you that are from the area, are familiar with the area, it's where TC's used to be, right there on the corner. Um, they got nine big-ass TVs for all, sports nonstop, uh, 20 different taps, full, full food menu, uh, brand-new Golden Tea Machine, darts. Uh, it's just a great neighborhood bar. It's opening tomorrow the 10th, or if you're listening to this on podcast today, uh, they specifically opened up on the United States Marine Corps birthday. So they do have drink specials for any United States Marine that comes in on Thursday, the 10th. And then Friday on Veterans Day, they will have a special, they have specials for any United States veterans. Uh, so it's called Uncle Bud's 9700 South Cicero. Go check them out. Tell them Zoe sent you. All right, fellas. There's a lot to cover. I'm loving all this off-season content, by the way. Thank you, baseball. I just hope, so I told you guys in the chat before we started recording, how, uh, you know, free agents, or the off-season begins the day after the World Series, but Mm -hmm. uh, free agents can't sign until after five days. Yep. So, like, there's all this anticipation. We're already seeing the rumors, what teams are meeting with who, who's talking with who so far. But, like... It's not the NBA, or it's like not the NFL. There may be a few deals who that might be done, but like, it does take a while. That's the frustrating it, thing with base with MLB. It does take a while, and it's it's like football. The joke is football's three sixty five. Yeah, like football just doesn't stop, and NBA is kind of getting that way too. It'd be pretty freaking sweet if baseball. And I feel like I was looking at the free the you know, the free agent list today, because it's becoming more and more clear with guys opting out. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute, but I feel like there, there's a couple, there's a good amount of really big fish, but I feel like there's a more medium fish this year. There's a big middle tier. Yep. There's a big middle. That's a better way to put it. There's a big middle tier. So that's great for guys like us that do this year round, because I feel like that's going to, we have a bigger pool to co- choose from and like yeah. maybe be right on one or two. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we'll get into the hot dog guessing game pretty soon, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're doing, I mean, do you guys know. want to address the big one that we've been talking about for like a month? Yes. Like Jose Abreu is not returning to the White Sox. It does no. not sound like it. It, it, it nothing. Conflicting reports. Yeah, nothing is. I mean, now I got if we've learned anything, although especially you and I, what are we, five years deep doing this now? Yeah. I mean, five years doing this and 10 years with the blog, nothing is official until ink hits paper. I will say, though, judging off of uh, Griffel's press conference, the fact that Abreu wasn't one of the players he listed that was, like, contacted, and I get his free agent, like, that kind of told you all you really need to know that I don't think they're going to bring yeah. him back because he's always – contact like usually that's like the first guy bruce levine saying once again there's zero bruce Bruce levine's word is about as good as the the dude that sits at hooters and drinks coffee all days with me like all right well i mean there is also bob nightingale who's the Sox guy all right i don't i don't think jose Abreu is coming back but i'll tell you one thing that i know you're having a lot of fun busting our balls about jose Abreu going i'm not having fun you are having fun, although I'm. I just it. want you not to. <laughs> don't be like the hot dog. No, I'm not. I get it. I've already accepted the fact. I in our offseason plan, I let him. You did. I, I you knew did. Was a comeback, but I feel like this is going to turn into one of those things. 
where there's so much smoke around it, it's almost too much smoke around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, I mean, there's, the only thing, there's too like, much talk about this. But why? Like, like, there hasn't been there. Like, that's the thing. Like, with all the reports, like saying like there's like he's not coming back to the Sox. There's zero chance he's back. You know, the plan is to have Vaughn at first base, being the starter full time. But like, there hasn't even been one countering. Be like, the Sox are going to reach out to Jose Abreu, or the White Sox are planning to meet with. Him. There's been nothing of that. Which, on the flip side, though, could be a good thing. Because we know that Han likes to just do random shit when no one's talking about. Like uh, AJ Pollock opted out. It looks like Eloy's our left fielder. Vaughn, you DH or Bray, you welcome back. <laughs> he, he he does. He likes. I don't think again. That's I don't true, think Mitch. Jose, I did mention that. That could be. I don't think Jose Bray is coming back to the White Sox. I, I, I don't either. If I but, had to place a bet, it's, I I would bet against it. On the I, Cubs, I really want it to happen, right. but it's not that ill. On the Cubs front, though. I feel like there's too many too many people saying that he's going to go to the Cubs. I feel like there's too many reports that he's going to go to the Cubs. I'm not as familiar with the ins and outs of how the Cubs front office operates as I, like I am with the White Sox, but like I know with the White Sox organization if, you know, there's 10 reports that they're signing a guy, they're not going to sign. That it's just not happening. It's just like uh, it's tricky, I guess. Uh, I'm trying to think back to like the, th- well, I mean, that's the thing. Like there's a regime change, like in- almost the entire front office changed. So you don't know who's leaking stuff out now or who wants what out. There's obviously a clear, uh, message being out right now for, uh, you know, the Cubs fans uh, listening right say. Now and who are going to be listening on the, on the podcast, uh, download Apple podcast and Spotify. Mm-hmm. Subscribe um, to the YouTube channel. So it's always concerning when you see the uh, like the like the one report, right? Like because uh, you can you can you know you can wave that one off, being like that's oh, just one guy, you know, who cares? But then when you see two, and then you see a third, <laughs> it's like all right, well, obviously someone in the Cubs wanted uh, a certain message to be very clear uh, in the public, and that was uh, yeah, the Cubs aren't going to be offering long like six seven eight or you know i think the 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 specific words were like they're not really interested in going seven eight you know nine ten years for any other short stops uh we saw last year they reportedly had an offer of like seven years to korea <laughs> uh, ryan in the comment section says so the answer to that question is poorly the cubs front <laughs> office operates poorly and just like ryan if you're watching us live get in the comment section but yes. also make sure you hit the subscribe button folks that we yes. need to get the subs up so don't just be one of those weird pervy like lurker guys <laughs> subscribe to the channel um so like that's pretty. Uh, so like uh, the Cubs supposedly had uh, offered Curry like seven years last year before the lockout. Uh, he wasn't interested, and like at the end, obviously he signed the short deal with the op- with the opt outs with uh, with the Twins. Um, but like so that kind of sucks because like you would think that now maybe a few more teams are going to be more aggressive, and like they are going to be willing to go to that. Uh, length uh that Correa wants and like the trade turner to Philly like the Philly like, uh, we're talking about teams who you know you hear reports about and you're like well how true can they be like the Phillies getting trade turner the Phillies are going to get trade turner the Phillies that, have been like the one yeah, team I like pretty, move. yeah I feel pretty confident about that like they when they were connected to the Harper like that entire winter like what happened there they were the team that stepped up and did the big contract true, true. Nick Castellanos when they wanted another bet they signed him up Kyle Schwarber the same thing uh, Zach Wheeler, you know, they offered him less than the White Sox, but they still offered him big money, got him. 
so it just seems like anytime they're connected to like a big time free agent in the last what four years, like they get them. So Trey Turner, right now, I'm like penciling that one in. He's a Philly. <laughs> if I'm a Cubs fan, though, after listening to that sizzle reel with John Ham, I don't think I want him anymore. And I like John Ham. That was pretty cringy. I didn't like it. I, like, I, don't, like, I don't like John Ham, Cardinals fan. Uh, great actor, but I do. Uh, they need. I, he, I'll be honest, I didn't because his postseason was so bad. So he's like, ah, oh, you know what? We have people to figure about this. John Ham narrating right. how great I am. Oh yeah, how Hold convenient on. that it was leaked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. But circling back though to the, about the Cubs though with Jose Abreu, it's abundantly clear that the Cubs are in the market for a veteran first baseman. Yeah, because mm-hmm. outside of the Abreu reports, they also rifled off Josh Bell, Trey Mancini uh, is not coming back to Houston. I really think he just goes back to Baltimore, but uh, they rifled his name as a possible option. Like basically any mid to top tier first baseman that's out there right now, the Cubs said, yeah, we're interested in him today. Yep. It wasn't just Jose Abreu. The reason why the Jose Abreu stuff is getting so much heat is because of the whole South side to North side thing. I mean, but for some reason, he, in my head, the first name brought up too, I think right. like immediately after, uh, you know, like back in mid October. And in my head, Right now, like after seeing all this stuff today, coming into the show, I can't get Josh Bell out of my head as a cub. I just see it. It just I don't know why. It just it just it just makes sense to me. Um, I think he'd hit really well in that park. It's great that he's a switch hitter. I mean, like there there's nothing wrong with coming out of this with Josh Bell as your first baseman. I oh, Jose Bray is better. Like, that just seems like, I think out of the three, Rich, you know, I would the fuck up. I'm trying to fucking get him on Josh Bell so he shuts up about Jose Abreu. Read the room, Mitch. I would still take Trey Mancini, too. Over Josh. Tra- no, stop I it. was looking, I was looking you at take Trey, Trey Hold on, hold on, all the hold Josh on. I was like, yeah, I'd... You take Trey Mancini over Josh Bell right now. He's going to be a little cheaper. Yeah, and I think you get the this, same relative. Pre- you're crazy. Yep. You're, you're on crazy. I, I was looking at I was looking at what, what are the dr- what drugs are the kids doing these days? Because Mitch is on them. I don't even know what drugs are. American the toad. Here. The to- the toad. Oh yeah, that's right. You licking <laughs> toads over there, Mitch? You licking toads? Uh, I was looking at Trey Mancini's numbers, and obviously it's tough to it's tough to judge him because you know, you know the whole cancer thing. Exactly that. Exactly, because you look at the right, numbers let's and play. keep that out of it. Keep that out of it. It's, no, no, because, I, no. I'm saying because like he he came back from that, and right. it's like the numbers haven't been like that great for him. No, and there was a reason why he was break in case break glass in case of emergency for the Astros during the the playoff run. Right, like yeah, he, he was wasn't great. like a guy, and Josh Bell had decent playoffs, but I was super. When the Astros won the World Series, my first reaction, I think I tweeted it too, was good for fucking Trey Mancini, man. Of course. Because, like, yeah. that is, like, an all-time – there'll be a movie about that. Mm-hmm. There there definitely will be a movie about it some, somewhere. Right, he's got a ring. Championship pedigree. Yeah, That's what the cup yeah. Get that one hit in there in the World Series. That's um, right. That'll be your new Jason Hayward. <laughs> there you go. There you he go, could man. give a great speech. He could give him one <laughs> hell of a motivational speech. He's got the whole. He doesn't even have to make shit up. He just feel like guys. That's right. Forget the rain delay speech. He'll have the it's, cancer it's, speech, yeah, and I bet it'll be a lot yeah. more motivation. But yeah, I think like, so. Out of those three names for the Cubs, at least, I think it's a very clear plan A, plan B, plan C. So I think Abreu is obviously at the top because you can get him for the shortest amount of years. Two, 
uh, you know, the Cubs keep saying that, uh, I mean, yeah, Brian, I mean, that I don't want to be that harsh, but yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I really, I mean, and there's kind of a reason for that too. Uh, again, if we're going to put that out there, like, I really, 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 really think Trey Mancini goes back to Baltimore and it's going to be like a, a farewell season type deal. I think he's earned that in Baltimore. He's, you know, he's, very highly regarded in Baltimore, made a great Baltimore, career. Baltimore, Baltimore really a, wants like more good players, but the, they're ready to win. I don't think he takes a starter role in Baltimore, though. I think he takes more of a, That's you know, true. a bench bad type deal. Like they bring him in there as like a farewell tour type thing. He's there to help mentor and like. How old is Trey Mancy? A lot of the, it doesn't matter how old he is, man. It, it, what he came back from, I don't think there's a lot of tread left on those tires, bud. And. Well, don't tell don't tell Trey Mancini that. Don't ever tell me the odds. Uh, I think, but dude, he's thirty-two. But do you get what I'm saying? Like, now, Trey have Mancini him there. is only thirty. He's gonna be thirty-one. I, I in he March. was thirty-two. Oh. See, in his prime. Primes though. But <laughs> yeah, my Ben, ben come on, hitter. But I'm still taking him. No, I'm I should be his yeah. So I go Abreu, A Bell. The Mancini distance plan C for the Cubs there. Yeah. Despite riding the Trey Mancini hype train. And then, yeah. but the Cubs also made, uh, the Cubs also made it abundantly clear that while they're going for a veteran first baseman, you're, that, what do they call him? Mashing Mervis or whatever the hell his name is? Well, his name is Matt Mervis. But his nickname Matt Mervis. Is Mash. Mash. There you go. That he is definitely going to get an opportunity at the big league level, which makes me think more of a guy like Josh Bell who can play more than one position. Or a Bray who can play first base. really play more than one position, though. If you do them all poorly, I don't think that really counts. Josh Bell's a pretty decent outfielder. Don't don't dig up here, Mitch. Don't don't you you guys should sign Josh Bell. Alex Alex has been right all along. Well, now that Abreu's gone... And if they get rid of Gavin Sheets, there you go. Fucking trade Sheets, please trade Sheets. <laughs> um, yeah, and so that was a big one. Uh, the other thing is, we finally got numbers, like we said. Although, do you have that article? Which one do you want? So I have the ESPN one, and then I got the ESPN one here. What yeah, number? The one that you sent that. The guy like wrote paragraphs about, but all you oh, that was the read, uh, that was on the athletic. Let me bring yeah, you that read one the up. last paragraph because that's where he puts the money in there. Let's see. Oh, and yes, Fids in the comments, uh, Danny fucking Baggers already resigned <laughs> with the Mets. So I mean, they just know talent. Steve Cohen didn't make his fortune by letting guys like Danny Baggers walk away. Put it that way, folks. So who, who, who are we looking for here? Is I want the Aaron Judge numbers first, and then I'm going to go to Drury next. Aaron motherfucking Judge. I don't even think Drury was in that article, but. No, he was at the very bottom. They just didn't, they didn't he didn't get the paragraph description, though. Oh. Uh, Aaron Judge, let me look at this. Here we go. I can see a team deciding to go just beyond that in order to avoid a ninth year making Judge the first $40 million position player at eight years, $320 million, which was my uh, 
projection when I did it a was. Poll. And you know who could afford that? After reading that, I've never been more convinced that Aaron Judge is going to San Francisco. I was going to say the Yankees. I think he's going to San Francisco. Or or San Francisco. We're gonna like have that, to do. We're like, gonna have to. That doesn't seem that though. crazy to me. No, he's going to San Francisco in my head. Uh, the San Francisco GM said they asked him specifically about Aaron Judge, and he was just like, "Let's just say I think we're financially in a place where no one is out of our price range." Uh, I mean, yeah, no, they're definitely in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so keeping going down this list, Trey Turner, eight years, two hundred ninety-six mil. That's a lot. Is that that's more than what we thought, isn't it? Yeah, that is. I've been so off on some of these. Like last year, remember that Corey Seager? I didn't think he was gonna get to get close to three hundred no. million. He got the biggest deal out of any. Of them. Well, the Rangers well, are gonna over. Yeah. Like, they'll pay yeah. for anyone now. They're, they're gonna sign Degrom. Probably overpay for him too. So. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw that. Uh, the Rangers just being like, "Fuck it, have all the money." They're going to be like, were bad, like a couple of years ago, like 2014, where they're going to win the offseason like two, three years in a row. And I still don't think they'll be that good. So that's no, I $37 agree with you. Million a year for Trey Turner. That's a spicy meatball for Trey yeah. Turner. He is that good, though. He is nice, dude. I mean, I know yeah. the postseason was a little rough for Trey, but. The good thing with him, too, is like he can obviously play shortstop. He can play second base. And then he does play a little center field, too. So you can move him around. In a pinch, yes, 100%. Um, Obviously, great speed, great contact skills. A are, you guys really just, are you guys really that That's sold on him as, as a, going to the Phillies? It's just because you, you heard it right away. And again, this goes just off the recent track record of the Phillies. That's true. They, like they the tend Phillies to have not, been willing to go out and pay. They tend for to the not F around. Yeah. Um, I agree with Fids in the comments as well that – as he's gotten older, the defense is slowing down a little bit. I would like to see Trey Turner as a second baseman. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, the White Sox need a second baseman. Just saying. Um, Rick into the budget. Would, you got bro, eight million. If, if Trey Turner signed with the White Sox, I would I would have a Trey Turner White Sox jersey so fast. Oof, did you hear that, Uncle Jerry? That's money in the bank right now. Yeah, but he has to spend money to print the jerseys. No, yeah. that's what that's what he's gonna say. Um, <laughs> next one, Carlos Correa. Uh, eight years, two hundred and sixty million. In my original Cubs offseason plan, I had him at eight for two fifty six. Nope, you're gonna have to pony up four more mil, bud. Well, I mean, that's gonna be like a lot of more million that the Cubs are gonna pony up. <laughs> And ESPN just, got him at 265. And then yeah. all of a Sorry. sudden, though, you're starting to hear all this like shit that people are like, oh, no, he actually really liked it in Minnesota. Minnesota. No one likes it. What? No. It's <laughs> a nice facility. It I is mean. a very nice facility, but Homeboy's made it very clear that he, he wants on a win-now team. I don't see the Twins being like that team for him. It dep- I mean, it depends what they it do. Help with leverage. Yeah. Another team's interested. Yeah, I mean that's another. That's a very good point, Mitch. Like, and I think it's part of our job as hosts of the show is to try to filter out. Like, we all know better by now. We all know when it's agent speak. We all know when it's you know GM speak and all that shit. But this Carlos Correa, 
might still love Minnesota. That's all agent bullshit. It looks like he checked out in September. There's yeah. he's coming. I mean, as soon as he saw those standings and he wasn't going to the playoffs, and then plus for him to sit there and watch his replacement not only get a ring in Houston, but win MVP of the World Series as well. Like, you know that dude is just jonesing. Well, first of all, he's jonesing to get paid because he keeps con- comparing himself to luxury clothing items. Well, that was Scott. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> he started it, though. He did. He started, and then, uh, <laughs> but you got you to gotta think that's digging at him. The fact that he was in a suit doing analysis on TV while the kid that took his job was winning World Series. Yeah. Especially got, because if you look at his numbers, he ended up being like the best player on the, on the Twins. Like he was still very good. Like he yeah, started I mean, off shitty and then he just was very good for like three straight months. He was yeah. carrying the offense that just fucking took a nosedive uh, right. after the all-star break. And I mean, that's like, tallest short person by the way still, I mean, yeah. no, he, he would have been a lot better than everyone on the white Sox. that's yeah that's fine <laughs> uh what was i gonna say so the you know the uh the quote-unquote twins are very interested or he's very happy uh and that goes back to my point at the beginning with i still have like a little bit of hope that just like carlos correa is completely overvaluing himself so that maybe it ju- it's like january the other short subs have signed and like the Dodgers are like, yeah, we're not going to give you eight years. Like the Phillies have Trey Turner. Oh, you the think Rangers he's, sign sl- somebody he's, he's trying to slow roll it like that. That's like it. Like if he can like end up like Jake Arietta, Arietta himself uh, and like, just like keep waiting. And then the, the big offers aren't there. Then, Hey, the Cubs swoop in and like, Hey, we'll give you five years, 180 million. As time has gone on, I've become more accepting to the fact of Carlos Correa to the White Sox or to the Cubs. That's going to happen? That it's going to happen. I didn't, like, two weeks ago, I thought there was not a fucking snowball I was chance there in hell. 12 hours ago. Like, I first woke up in the morning or 13 hours ago, whatever it was. I was right with you until yeah. I read all those damn reports of, like, the Cubs being like, yeah, they're going to be interested, but not for the years that these guys want That's it's true. basically the everything everything has to fall the cubs away this offseason it's like no the dodgers are kind of in the similar position where like they're only going to offer a big uh annual uh salary but they don't want to do a long contract the yankees don't seem like they're going to spend big on a shortstop the red sox don't seem like they're going to spend big on a shortstop um unless they try to get bogarts back which is the uh, next guy on this list yep. at seven years, 175 million. You know, I hear all the, I'll help you with your off season plan right now. They want a veteran first baseman. There's a nice Trey Mancini on, on the market there. You get your cheap veteran first baseman part of the Trey Mancini fan club. And then because he's so cheap, now you can get you. Now you get a shortstop too. two boxes. Check. I that would be so annoying. That would be so annoying. I want this to happen. Just so Mitch tries to dunk on me. <laughs> I want I want that so bad. But um someone just said in the comment Joel said in the comments, a team that I don't think is talked about enough when it comes to off season spending is the Mariners. Oh, that's right. I mean the Mariners got loot. They got a team that is right there. I mean, right there. They got a great but 
they need to make a couple changes to get over that hump. And, you know, Mariners going out and getting like an Xavier Bogarts or a Dansby Swanson. All right, I can see that. Ooh, throw either one of those in the mix there. Holy shit, man. Yep. That, that's a scary I, ass team. Yeah. I still think Dansby Swanson's staying, though. And he's going to get underpaid and he's going to be fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, Dansby Swanson, yeah. He's either going to get overpaid by some team or he's going to get underpaid and go back to the Braves. And it's gonna not, none of it is going to make sense. And it's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. Because they got Bogarts at seven years. I'm sorry, Ace Ventura. I can't say seven years normally. Seven years for 175 million, and then Dansby Swanson at seven years at 168 million. So rapid fire, no thinking about it. Which one would you rather have, Bogarts or Swanson? Bogarts. Out of those, I'd take Bogarts. I would. Agree. I just don't believe in Swanson's bat long term. His defense is excellent, but like. Bogarts is sufficient defensively, and he's the, the offensive upside's a lot higher. And I also think that Boston's going to take a big chunk of change to keep uh, Devers. Yeah. And I think Bogarts is going to be the odd man out there, and he's going to end up shortstop markets. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. weird. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's like the Phillies, Cubs, the. the uh, you know Dodgers. what, Joel? Joel, stay hot in the comments today, bud. But. Swanson signs first, gets underpaid, and just fucks up the market. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, it's funny when you say it like that, but like, no, it's, it's very possible. very possible scenario because I could see him being like, I just want to stay in Atlanta. You know, he's been part of this building of this team, the current team. Atlanta's got a really really good baseball team down there, and you know they got injuries have been plaguing them a little bit with Ozzy Elby's going down and all that stuff, but. Uh, yeah, man. Did the it's, Rangers did, last year before the lock? Did the Rangers get Simeon and Seager before the lockout? Did they get both of them? I think or was so, that after? They, they got I them both like pretty close together. Yeah. It like oh, so it was apart. before the lockout, right? No, I think it was right after. I want to say right? it was either right after or right before because they were like a week apart. I don't know. You'd have to look. Hey, that maybe up. it was before. Why you looked that up though? So the other name that we way undervalued on this show. Yes. We I were mean, making fun of all these yeah, the tweets. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to Brian in the comments because Brian's been all about this dude, but also telling us how good he was. And we've kind of been like, he's not that great, but the median. Oh, yeah. Corey Seager signed December 1st. And then what was Simeon had been like December like seventh or eighth. Like they were like a week apart, weren't they? Yeah. It was like bam bam, and everybody was like, "Holy shit, Rangers!" They're like, like what? Yeah, like take a fucking break, man. <laughs> see if that see if that didn't happen, Carlos Correa maybe is a cub right now, because True. those deals were so ludicrous that Correa's like, "Well, all right, I'm gonna get mine too." They were in, indeed ludicrous. Uh, Joel, that's a good point too. Joel, like I said, stay hot, buddy. Um, I could picture a conversation going like this in Atlanta where they're like, yo, Dansby, you're going to get yours, but we got to be reasonable here. The reason why we got to be reasonable is because we're about to back up the Brinks fucking truck for Jacob DeGrom. So you want to be here for a winning team? You want to be here when all this shit happens? This is what we can do. And 
I don't know, like, obviously, I don't know Dansby Swanson personally, but, like, I just, he, I feel like he's the type of guy that's like, yeah. By the way, I can't say. I'll I sign it, go get, go get Jacob. I think at the exact date, but the news stories on MLB.com were written on the same day <laughs> for Seager and uh, Simeon. They announced their <laughs> deals know. on the same day. I, I know they were within a week. Yeah, I they, know they, they were within They a made week. them official on the same day, it looks like. Um, yeah, damn. But, yeah, so I really think Dansby stays put. I also agree I'm not fully sold on his bat. I know the gloves there. Obviously, Danny just won the gold glove. It, uh, but, yeah. If you look at the at the little chart baseball. comparing, it's it's like like his numbers are very similar to Javier Baez. Which I which mean, again, I as and, much as I loved Javier Baez, I I was sure. like yeah. he's the like, door. He's an elite def- like yeah, Javier's that, good. Yeah. But like you're getting the best defensive shortstop. Yeah, Swanson. Yeah. You know, I, I'm more so talking about the bat. Like Danzy Swanson, like offensively, has been like okay. But you know, offensively, yeah, he's at a he is the cream of the crop there at shortstop. Um, but who I was alluding to though was uh, Brandon Nemo. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that his market would be like this, but this article in the Athletic has him uh, six year, one hundred thirty two mil. I think ESPN had him at like what, like one hundred and like twenty eight, one hundred twenty five. They have him at one eighteen for five years. Still, right. I didn't. I didn't think he was getting a hundred, let alone these numbers. Like, well, this it is... helps that he's the only everyday outfield, like center fielder really right. in the free agent class. So if you want an outfielder, then. And I mean, the, the, the rumor, the, the word that keeps going around is that Colorado is just going to be like, fuck the market. We're overpaying for this guy. That would, be so, that would, that would be, be so Colorado. That would be so Colorado, dude. But I mean, it is what it is there. One thing that, because this stupid fucking picture just popped up on my screen. One thing that made me laugh, like literally laugh out loud today, was they were in uh, an interview with the the Yankees GM. Uh, apparently they said he made it known to everyone that Josh Donaldson is his third baseman next year. He still believes in his glove and thinks that his, his offseason at the plate was a one-off and he's got a lot more. I good. I, the Yankees deserve everything that's coming to him. Then I fuck that guy. And I hope he has a a worse year next year for as much shit as we give our ownership, which is deserved. Let me make that very clear. Very clear. For they're not going all out or at least, you know, trying a little harder to get Mm -hmm. good players, uh, which I heard, uh, makes you better. Yes. Um, very good strategy. What the Yankees have done, despite again, they they have been a winning team. Not you know they haven't been able to get a championship uh, since two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. But them just completely ignoring every superstar player that they could they could easily afford any of these guys. <laughs> it's, it's not going after any of them has been the, uh, shocking. Something weird's going on, man. Like I know. Is it literally because it's the son now who owns the team and he's like, yeah, I like more money for me? Like Something's going on because I remember, I mean, everybody knows back in the day, Ken Griffey Jr. said, if the only team that offered me a contract was the Yankees, I'd retire. <laughs> Even in the middle of my prime. Ken Griffey Jr. said that. I've loved him for that forever. But, you know, that was him. And then it always was like the Yankees are like the place to go. Like the Yankees were the pinnacle. Like the Yan- it was all the yeah. Yankees. But then like – 
couple days ago, they had an interview with uh, my boy, dude, um, Guerrero Jr., Vladdy Guerrero Jr. And he's just like, <laughs> I love playing in New York. I love hitting in New York. I would never sign with the New York Yankees. I'd love it's to like, kill the Yankees. I, yeah, like, I don't blame these guys. Even if I was dead, I wouldn't sign with the Yankees, which was a weird translation. But I mean, if you were dead, <laughs> why would the Yankees sign you? But anyways, I don't think the Yankees are like it anymore. Does that make sense? Like, it's well, not like... Yeah, and look what they did to Joey Gallo. I mean, you gotta you gotta play in that beast of a media market. So everything's magnetized. You got extra pressure every day, right there. Mm-hmm. The fans are not great. Like they're they're despicable people. They'll they'll boo you any chance yeah. they get. And yeah, you know, like who wants to? I mean, who wants to deal with that if you don't have to? They booed Aaron Judge in the playoffs this year. Like that's <laughs> all you need to know. I. Yeah, you know what? I'm glad that Josh Donaldson's there. So he has to go through another year of that shit. Yeah, no, he's awesome. I hope someone chucks a battery at him. Obviously, you don't, (laughs) I don't want physical harm by the nobody like get your fucking pants in a twist over it. It's a joke, but I mean, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, but if they they do it, like, yeah, Yeah, if it did happen, I mean, if it happened, if it happened, it happened. It's not a joke if it happened, you know, if it happened, it (laughs) happens, but um, he needs to work on his reflexes, yeah. Yeah, they're just it's just not it. I don't think it's like it used to be where like it was like, oh, big free agent, he's probably gonna go to the Yankees. And uh, another yeah. thing that's killing him, and I know he's still a very productive player, but like that Stanton contract, that that Stanton contract might be the reason why they don't get Aaron Judge back. Uh trade it to the Cubs, baby. I'll take like, that salary. Jim that dude's a freak. Stanton would rake in that dude's a freak. Oh my god, that little basket. Oh my, he would just, yeah. Anyways, he'd put a hole through the ivy, through the brick ivy. He would definitely break a window across the street. (laughs) I know they got like bulletproof glass, like double pane glass, but he would break a window. Um, Next on our list is a cub, former cub, because he ain't coming back. Uh, Wilson Contreras, they got him at four years, 75 million. Oh, he's got to take that. If he gets that, yeah, take it. Take it, Wilson. So the team that we've we've heard for Wilson Contreras, I've heard two teams a couple times. First one being the Detroit Tigers, which I really hope doesn't happen. That would be a type kind of a Tigers move, though. It definitely would. They put yeah. he'd be back with Javi, which apparently, if Fitz was here, we'd now have to take a fifteen minute break because he would talk about how Contreras and Javi are terrible influences on each other, and yeah, um, but. Be him back with Javi, but Wilson Contreras it's, plays very well against the White Sox. It's just yeah. fact. Oh, yeah, that's true. That Grand Slam I, game where he had that bat flip toss, that was two stories high. That, like, yeah, the bat toss that would have went on the sixth floor of the Sears Tower. Yeah, it was just. Bat flips were cool until that happened. And that's like, I all right, now it's a douchey. And the Tigers have to do something big because I, their I, offense was embarrassing. It was very was bad. bad. They, I mean, like, Torgelson, like, they had these big prospects, Green and Torgelson, that they were really leaning on. They Green was pretty good. Torgelson had a terrible year. Terrible. But, I, yeah, for both of them though, I feel like if he's a Tigers fan, you gotta have a little patience. You gotta oh, give absolutely. Him a I agree with you, one hundred percent. But especially Green because he had that foot injury, I think, right, like, right before yeah. opening. But day. Torgelson, man, they sent him down like two or three times during the yeah, game. Yeah, he, like, he was just could not get going. Um, but <laughs> like a, a Wilson Contreras signing shows the fan base like hey we're we're still trying to be competitive like this guy's 
been known to kill one of our rivals in the division. Uh, we're teaming him back up with his old buddy, Javi. Like, he's a good catcher. He's still got a cannon for an arm. Still hit. Um, you can DH him. I don't think he's getting four years, $74 million, but... I don't think you can DH enough. You got Miggy there. Yep. And Joel's oh, shit, correct, too. Uh, Tigers cleaned the house. Cleaned house. Trainers, hitting coaches, oh. everyone. Gone. Their new GM used to be in the Cubs front office. Right. Oh, there's another connection then there's with Wilson Contreras. And then the other team is the Rays. No, the Rays are too smart. They're not going to overpay for Wilson. The, the, yeah, the Rays don't put that kind of money up, but I think that was just more a reporter was just like, who needs I was a catcher? Also, I was also uh, thinking Rays Houston. Do. I was also thinking Houston, but then finding out, it, it turns out it wasn't the owner. It, it was like Dusty Baker. Yeah. <laughs> Dusty Baker straight up was like, nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. <laughs> Which is that kind of... That and I mean, yeah, Dusty does, does Baker is going to be back. So. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. The Mar- maybe the Mets. Mets. I mean, the Mets. I could see they super, would pay super shocked that James McCann didn't solidify that position for him. Because if you ask a lot of White Sox fans, two he was years better ago, than Yasmani Grandal, which he probably was. I mean, that was kind of a. You want to talk about a bad year. contract? You know, we always say we always make fun of teams for uh, like bigger free agent deals that flop. That, like they wasted four years for was it forty six million? You know what though, and the Mets have a super super good kid coming up as a catcher. Oh, is it a catcher? Oh, okay. He'll probably be their starting catcher next year. Uh, it's a lot shit, of pressure, I man. I can't. I know, but I can't think of his name. No, I know who you're talking about. It's like with an he, A, I think. Uh, hold on. Yeah, but you know, you have a backup there with uh, Contreras, and then you got a DH. In the worst case scenario, uh, Francisco Alvarez. Alvarez, yeah. very good. Yeah, he's very good. I have MLB the show on my TV, and I just pulled up because he's got a 99 <laughs> overall card. Um, I hit really well with him. So let me ask you, how much does MLB the show influence your opinion on prospects? Because I know it does a lot for me. Thousand percent. <laughs> Thousand. I, you know, I don't think it like influences, but. It actually makes me aware. I, better, yeah, yeah, better, yeah. It's better. Like, uh, who's this kid? Uh, Corbin Carroll in Arizona. Love that kid. Never seen him play real baseball a day in my life. But <laughs> right. MLB the show, ninety-eight speed, ninety-nine steal, and he hits nukes. You love that kid. But forget an analytics uh, department. The White Sox just got to get Zoe playing the show. Just put me in the front office with a PS Five. I will <laughs> fix this team. Cheaper, yeah. <laughs> Easy. Like Easy. guys, just give me twelve hours a day in front of yep. the sticks, and just give me like a couple Red Bulls, carton of Parliaments, and yeah, let me go to work here, boys. Uh, obviously, the other team that's been connected to Contreras, I think it's been more speculation talk than anything, has been the Cardinals. But then I was reminded today, yeah, that if the Cardinals end up signing Wilson Contreras, they would give up their second round pick next year, <laughs> and they would give up five hundred thousand uh, dollars in international. Uh, free agent money, which yeah. isn't a very cardinal thing to do. No, it is. I think that's more of like a f- fear thing for Cubs fans because if he does oh, go definitely. to the Cardinals, you know he's just he's an all star. Well, not only that, he's gonna keep. Yeah. He's gonna like kill the Cubs so bad. Yes, he's gonna pull a Jose Abreu in Wrigley Field and just hit a hundred home runs in three games. Like he'll have and more home yeah. runs against the Cubs. And then it'll be a three-story bat flip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's turning <laughs> around and be... just gunning the bat at the owner's box. Like, it's going to be a set. Like, Wilson Contreras had more home runs against the Cubs than all the Cubs catchers had all year. Yeah. But, 
continuing down our list here, they combined uh, Jose Abreu with Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo did opt out of his deal with the Yankees, but he did make it clear that he would like to re-sign there, but just needs to get new paper, which I don't even know if that's a slam dunk. But uh, the writer here, let's give the writer credit. Who wrote this article, by the way? Because we're just ripping all his shit. Is it Kylie McDaniel? Tim Bur- Tim Britton. Never mind. Tim Britton uh, at The Athletic. Go subscribe. I think Kylie McDaniel is with um, <laughs> But he says he envisaged both players uh, getting deals around two years or r- right around 36 mil. First of all, that just kills the White Sox. Like, I mean, if you had any, like, glimmer of hope, the White Sox giving Jose Abreu two for 36 is yes, that's a little yeah, higher than I thought. Two for 46. 46? Well, I mean, uh, did you guys remember the when I shared it to you, I think a few days ago, John Heyman, his predictions, whoever the hell he was talking to, he's like, Jose Abreu, maybe he gets three years, 75 million. <laughs> like, who the fuck? You know, more power to him. <laughs> I hope he does. If he's I not mean, yeah, for yeah. like a discount deal, I hope he goes to the Marlin for three Dude, Why don't you just make it four for an even hundo? <laughs> I mean, just get it. Lord, um, what are we talking about? I, 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 I think we can all agree. Love Jose Abreu, but holy shit. I, at no, that price, yeah, it's been yeah, real. That is just, we'll see you again when the statue's up. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, that is just yeesh. Yeesh. But, Boy, dude, he'll mean, be, we've talked about it at nauseum about Jose Abreu, and I think every team that we mentioned for Jose Abreu, you can pretty much put in play for Anthony Rizzo. Because their entire careers, they've been put next to each other, yep. you know, with the north side, south side thing. And then just now they're essentially extremely similar players statistically. I'd still rather have Jose Abreu, but that's just because I'm a Sox fan. But, um, I mean, we've said Houston. I can see either one of them going to Houston. I really think Tony signs with the Yankees again. Yeah. I mean, he. we talked about how it's tough to play there. Tony's embraced it. He's got the whole, like – Italians behind him, like it's a thing in New York. Yeah. Um, I don't see him coming back to the Cubs at all. Jose, I think it's more likely Jose Abreu ends up on the Cubs than Anthony Rizzo. Oh yeah, no oh, shot. Sure. I, mean, I mean, the Cubs are going to sign Jose Abreu. Like Anthony Rizzo hates the Cubs. Right. Uh, <laughs> the Marlins are in play. Um, Houston. Houston's in play. Uh, San Diego's in play. Ooh. Anthony Rizzo goes full circle. Ooh, back to well, I was gonna just say Jose Abreu to San Diego. I, I'd actually be pumped for him if he did that. That'd be cool. The team the Sox wish they had with Abreu Machado. Right. The Jeez. Padres are literally the team that the White Sox wish. They had. Yeah, and <laughs> Jose Abreu fits very well on that team. He would be perfect for that team. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think you get an upgrade at first base and. But well, also yeah. that and just we've seen Jose's ability to mentor the younger players in this league. I mean, San Lord Diego, knows Tatis needs it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> they, they're going to put an ankle monitor on him. I mean, it's just. Just get yeah. Jose and his fat, fat lip back in a fat move coming up and talk to him. I mean, yep. hey, he's going to be scared straight. Um, But, yeah, and then the next one here, now we're getting into – we're definitely deep in the middle tier now. We got um, Andrew Bentendi. Uh, right, wrist surgery. Yeah, I don't think year, so. Three years, forty-two mil. Yeah, I ain't paying yeah, that. 
I don't even. I mean, I know the White Sox need an outfielder. I, if they, if it got announced tomorrow that the White Sox signed Andrew Bentoni, I'd be like upset. I'm like, you have this whole back, buffet of food, and you like went straight for like the yams. Like back the in the summer, uh, I think uh, <laughs> I was personally embarrassed on this show when we were having the discussion of uh, Benintendi versus Byron Buxton. And oh, I was Jesus. like, there's no way Ben Tenney's been any good for any portion of his career. And we, were, we looked at the numbers and like, he had like a better uh, uh, runs created plus uh, than uh, Buxton. And I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. speaking as a hater of Ben Tendi, I would also uh, be upset if the Cubs signed. He was fine, but in this article, they, his comp is basically AJ Pollock's free agent case from four years back. Like, yeah, he's on the same trajectory plus the the wrist surgery. And as Brian says in the comments, doesn't get hard contact. Yeah, no, I don't, don't need I another don't that. dink and dunk type guy. They need some guy that can hit for power. Yeah, they need some power. Um, I can see, I can see how that could be brought up for the Sox just because you know. Obviously, after the Pollock season, opting out, had, yeah. but with the with the Cubs, like he can only really play left field. The Cubs already have a good left fielder, so pass. Yeah, and then the last one on here is uh, Eurixson Profar. Uh, Would you guys me. be interested? I was thinking about shout out me you. for uh, pronouncing his name correctly. One shot. Um, Eurixson Profar. Yeah, it's just because I watched every playoff game, so I heard his name like a million times. Um, <laughs> What do they got? Three, legend. three years. I can't see the thirty-six million. He's good. He's been. I think he's his number. His offensive numbers have uh, increased over the years. Past couple yeah. years with the Padres. I just. Mm. He can play second base, left field. He can play second base. I think he played a little infield now. I think he. I think when he was with the A's, so that was before his time with the Padres. Um, um, I'm not sure how much he's played recently. Yeah, an outfielder though, and it's, it doesn't really move the needle for me. Well, I especially mean, for the White Sox, he's had a season where he had first base men playing the outfield. Now you can have an outfielder playing the infield. That's a recipe <laughs> for success. I don't think. Uh, as we were coming up to the hour on the show here, uh, please make sure to hit the like button if you're watching us live, and even if you're listening to it, go to YouTube and hit the like button, and also hit the subscribe button. During this offseason, we are going to do a bunch of, like, contests and giveaways for um, people subscribing. But even if you subscribe now, you will be entered into future contests. Like, don't hold off for free shit. Just do it now. So I, I am looking at his uh, fielding numbers. He has started I think he's one of those, like 92 games at second base, but that hasn't been since he was with Texas. I think he's one of those like super utility guys though. Like he's played everywhere. Yeah, as Brian said yeah. in the comments right now, he he's played everywhere. Yeah, but that that most of it. But yeah, he's been he's been playing, like, far, mostly outfield with the with the Padres since they traded for him. Doesn't move the needle for me whatsoever. I agree. It doesn't move. And then before we but get do into you trust? The, oh, never mind, never mind. Before we get into oh, he's on this list, so I can wait to get to him. Uh, the next one here, Josh Bell, three years, forty million. Sounds good for the future Cub. I love it. Get him and Abreu. Oh. Why, why would you do that? Um, I like somebody I actually, to split time at first base and then another guy the to, market uh, I actually then get Mancy. I actually like Josh Bell. I mean, again, I, for, for, a big, for a big guy to be a switch hitter like that, and no, he's not, you know, Trey Ken, Griffey, Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> in the outfield, but he can play the outfield in a pinch. Um, 
Next one on this list, Gary Sanchez, two years, 18 million. Pass. I, again, Gary Sanchez, not 40 years old, like I previously thought on the last show. <laughs> the Sanchez? Um, I just pass. Uh, next one. Yo, wait, hold on. Gary Sanchez, Sanchez. Oh my God, I have Sanchez talking about. Uh, if like the Tigers don't sign Contreras, I can see them doing Gary Sanchez. That does feel like a Tigers move. It was like last year when everyone thought that they were like for sure gonna get Correa, and then they ended up with Baez. Like this would be the equivalent. <laughs> so as you guys know, that listen to the show, we have our regulars in the comment section. Who I love all of them. I can't wait to have a you know a shot and a beer with all of them. But the he's a movie critic. Our guy, Lil Yumper, watches uh, watches show, you know, Savo and Yumper at the show on the Tainted Glove Network. But watching his character arc of, like, Cubs fan to, like, ultimate Cubs, like, he's so pissed off at the Cubs. And he just, it's. He's David the, Kaplan, yeah. It, it's I love been it. phenomenal to watch. And he says in the comment, Gary Sanchez, you are a Chicago Cub. I can 100%. I will do a tattoo bet that Gary Sanchez oh. won't sign with the Cubs. Oh, I don't know about that uh, one. I'll, I'll speak as Fitz Proxy. He'll take that bet. Because you know why? <laughs> Gary Sanchez isn't a good defensive catcher. The Cubs' main reason that they're even like haven't even uh, engaged in any contract talks with Wilson Contreras is because they don't believe he's like even average at catching. So what what uh, what tattoo are you getting when Gary? I'll San- get like a I'll get like a Gary San- like a GS tattooed somewhere. No, what's Gary Sanchez's number? Twenty four, I think. I think it, yeah, it's twenty. I have no idea. It's I think 24? it's twenty four. You have to get twenty. If he signs with the Cubs, you have to get twenty four tattooed on your ass. Uh, I'll do it on the bottom of my foot, and if he doesn't, little Yumper has to foot? get a twenty four. That's gonna tattoo. hurt. Oh, well, I'm gonna make it very small. <laughs> that bottom still of the foot hurt. Is so That's painful, fine. dude. Those people that get their whole bodies tattooed don't even do the bottom of their feet. Okay. And all but there's, there's Lil Yumper has to agree. If he doesn't sign with the Cubs, he also has to get uh, 24. <laughs> I don't think you're going to get that. Honorable. I mean, <laughs> the offer's on the table, boys. If we want to talk needs, some trash, needs, we can talk he needs some better. Trash. He needs better odds. What if he gets, like, he can get one of those, like, temporary tattoos on his face? Then he's he just going There you go. Where's yeah. it called? Because yeah. that's better. Yep. You know, I actually saw this stuff. They make this stuff now where it's like a lotion. You put it on where you're going to get your tattoo. And you don't feel the tattoo when you get a tattoo. I'll do that on my foot. It's crazy. I mean, I don't <laughs> even know if I believe it, but um, the next one, the reason and why when I, I say t- I will get a tattoo, uh, I mean, Kevin. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Fizz is the king of tattoo bats and he's not here. Fizz is getting the tattoo. It's Fitz, yeah. um, next on the list. And the reason why I was smiling, cause I'll take either one of these next two guys. Uh-oh. Oh, you're two lovebirds. Adam Frazier, two years, 18 mil. And then Brandon jury, two years, 17 mil out of the two. If I had a Zoe power rankings, jury Frazier. I agree with you. Um, but I take either one of those guys, throw them at second base. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Are you at all concerned that Brandon Jury was like on steroids in 2022? I want him to do more. I want him to do more steroids. I agree. We need home run hitters. I don't think. Well, no, he's going to get busted now. Well, the only problem I have is he didn't do enough steroids. (laughs) I need more steroids out of Brandon Jury. Um, I I don't know, dude. I get on these players like. 
I just and I become like a huge fan of him for no reason at all. And Brandon Drury 100% falls in that category. Uh, hits for pop, not really great against righties, but our new hitting coach will fix him. I don't even. Not great against righties. He sounds like a White Sox already. Yeah, I mean, he fits right in there. Uh, next on the list is White Sox, or guy who should have been on the White Sox about a decade ago, uh, Michael Brantley. Uh, one year, 16 mil. Pat. Now. I'm good. Um, this one, the next two are also potential White Sox. Uh, Mitch Hanniger, one year, 15 million. For one year, $15 million, I roll the dice on Mitch Hanniger. I'll ask you out of these three guys. Mitch Hanniger, Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. I mean, Cody Bellinger, but I don't think. Jock, I don't think it's going to come. He's he's had a chance to sign. We've had chances to get him. I, I just don't think he don't wants see... Well, if you fucking tweeters weren't uh, keep tweeting about it, you guys would have had him. That's right, Mitch. Remember, <laughs> we ruined that deal. Um, But... As someone, when I went to that game in San Francisco this year, Jock is treated like a goddamn king in San Francisco. He had the entire bleachers in left field chanting, Jock has a horse cock. Like, they love him in San Francisco. I didn't realize he's like the hometown guy in San Francisco. I think he might even take a a team-friendly deal to stay on the, uh, the Giants. Like, he just wants to stay there. They love him, despite the fact he's a former Dodger, too, which tells you all I need to know. Yeah, I mean, uh, but for one year, 15 mil, I roll the dice on Mitch Hanniger if I don't get my Cody Bellinger trade. I would um, be fine with it, too, especially if you have, like, you got Oscar coming up through the pipeline, so you have a little bit of insurance there. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be opposed. Sh- the upside's there. Uh, shout out to Mitch's uncle, Rick Hahn, for um, – already trying to plant the seed that like Cole is coming up is going to be the big move. Oh yeah. I, well, I, mean, that's... I mean, look, I mean, we had a seat at the table and he's got a lot of talent and he's, uh, he's pretty cheap. I'm telling you guys as much, as much bullshit as uh, Jed Hoyer and Rick Hahn say in the media, whenever Rick Hahn has said like, yeah, like we're not going to be doing this in free agency. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't lie to you. Yeah. He doesn't do it last year. I think or a few years ago when they're like, yeah, right field, you know, we're going to look for internal options. You got Gavin Sheets. So Mitch Hanniger will be 32 in this upcoming season. What did he do last year? I mean, he hit 246, only 11 home runs, though, Mitch. Those are Wasn't he hurt, runs. though? Like for... Yeah, he only had two. He only uh, had 224 at-bats. All right, so... I mean, he only played 57 games. Like, What did he do in 2021? Uh, his last full season was 2021, 253, 318, 486 with an OPS of 804. He had, I mean, he hit 39 home runs. I'll take that. I mean, hell, he he hits 25 with those numbers. And I think that's solid. But this is what I'm saying. Like for that amount of money for a one year, prove it $15 million. He fills a need for the White Sox. Yeah. yeah, I I could yeah I could. Stick. Granted, he's not the lefty power bat that we all know we need, <clears throat> Bellinger. Um, but it brings me to the yeah, next geez. name though, which I get why everybody's gung ho about this guy, but I also have strong 
reservations about Michael Conforto. Why did no one grab him then last year? After an injury like that, the rust is going to be real. And like you said, the fact no one picked him up is slightly concerning too. For a team like the White Sox, and I can't speak for the Cubs over there, but I mean, the window's closing. You got to wait now. Why? I'm not taking a flyer on a guy that just missed a full season. I'd rather take, if I'm going to take a flyer on an outfielder, I'm taking a Mitch Hanniger over a. Anyway. I agree. And Conforto in these projections, one year, 14 and a half mil. Like, I get it. That's like whatever. You're, you basically got that paid for with AJ Block not you know, opting back in, which we haven't even talked about yet. We're going to get to that in just a second because that, that was fucking crazy. But I don't know. I'm, I get it. I do. I get it. But I also am not very gung ho about it, like at all. Like, I don't think he, like, it's like Michael Ford, that's the answer. No. Yeah, I, no, especially because you guys... I don't think it's that big of an upgrade from AJ, for being honest. I was gonna say, uh, for like a you guys are in a position where like obviously all the pressures on you just had a woefully underperforming year, like like you said, Mitch, that would be like a very risky, like, yeah, Michael Conforto is our big free agent splash after not playing for like a year. And this um, is a good but if point. I'm a team like the Cubs, I am jumping all over the one year prove it deal for like a guy like Conforto. That's I could that makes sense, and. What Brian says here in the comments, Boris kept him back is what he's guessing. If he came back for four or six weeks or whatever and then got and never got the dust off, it would significantly hurt his market in this free agency, which, yeah. okay. that And that, no, that scenario does make sense, but that's a pretty big gamble, man, because he's, I mean, I got to imagine he's got to do one of those, what are the showcases or something where yeah. he's got to show these teams that he's still capable of doing what he does, but. I, I mean, if the White Sox do end up getting him, I hope he comes back as the player of old. You know, like does play, he play center field or is it just right field? Let me look. I'm pretty play? sure it's just right field, but let me look. Because we're all about facts here. Mitch, do you know the story about why we say we're all about facts here? I do not. One of the <laughs> one of our first like uh, reviews on Apple or the podcast or whatever was like. Really great show. Love the banter. They got this one stat wrong. I really wish they would look their stats up. You know, and so that's why we, we make sure we tell people we're about to Okay. Play. Okay. Oh. Mecklen Conforto, 133 career starts in center field. Okay. Right. Yeah. He's played. Good uh, for him. That doesn't do us anything. We got. Well, no. Well, I'm talking about uh, Mitch. Three, he's a, uh, 334 right fielder. I can't care. Nine Mancini, games in left. Josh Bell. I mean, <laughs> how old will he be? He'll be he'll be thirty years old this season. Like if he if if he's only going to get a one year deal, and if I'm the Cubs, the Cubs need a center fielder, uh, and they don't Wait, they don't need a they don't need to sign right. someone long term. So. so in 2021, he played 125 games. He hit 14 home runs. With a two thirty two batting average and an OPS of seven twenty nine, like why yeah. are people getting a boner over this guy? Because look at his entire career. Difficult. He had a year off where he didn't see any, so he's coming from a bad year, then a year he didn't face any pitching, and then you expect him to put up good numbers? I don't see. I mean, I yeah. hope I hope to God he makes me eat my words if the White Sox sign him, but I just this doesn't 
put a tent in my pants. We'll put it he that a way. He's a career 824 OPS. Pretty good. I get that. Well, his uh, in 2020, his OPS was 927 in the, the I don't care year. what happened in 2020. I know, but um, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> 2017 was easily his best year when he was an all-star. He had an OPS of 939 with a 279 batting average, and he hit 27 home runs. The most home runs he's ever hit in a season was 33 in 2019. Oh, wow. Only 33? I'm just saying, like... Like he's not like, gonna. Well, I mean, he's not gonna the get. Way that he's he's not signing him to a five-year, one hundred and thirty million dollar contract. The way the reason I'm speaking in this tone is the way I'm seeing White Sox fans talk about him. It's like they talk about him like it's they're signing Aaron Judge. Like Conforto isn't like he would be the Aaron Judge of White Sox right fielders. His short. Well, we don't He'd be know the next that. Omar Marzara of White yeah. Sox outfielders. We don't know that though. Like. I don't know. The next Well, you're signing him because you believe in the track record. Right. I'm good on the next three names on this list. He, this guy thinks someone's gonna give Joey Gallo thirteen million dollars. Uh so, the Angels. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. The Angels. Now Joey Gallo, oh. if you're gonna take a fly on someone, he figured he solid outfielder, got a good arm, can play right field, left handed pop. Gold I'll, glove gold glove outfielder hits I, bombs, strikes out Joey Gallo. Strikes out seven out of ten at bats, but he'll fit right in. But Kevin Uh, keeps saying that he's West Coast soft. He is West Coast soft. We we learned that. Um, JD Martinez, one year, ten mil. Mental health is very important. Sox have like fifteen DHs. They don't need JD Martinez. Pass. Uh, And then the last one on this list is Kevin Kiermaier, one year, nine mil. I mean, you might as well just keep Adam Engel at that point. Um, so that's this guy's list. It's a pretty good article. Again, it's in the athletic. Um, what did I say? The guy's name, Tim Britton. Tim Britton. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, appreciate that article. But one thing that we need to talk about, because I don't know, talk about burying the lead. AJ Pollock opted out of his goddamn contract with the White Sox. Did, like, did he hate the White Sox that much? I think so. I mean, you go from playing in L.A. and then you got to come to Chicago. He's already miserable. And then, you know, he, got, got, he didn't play all that well. I just I, – I, I, I never in a million years thought that that was going to happen. I can I see know. he didn't look very happy. I mean, I didn't see it either, but you get I, the buyout for $5 million. I mean, really, all he has to do, he just gets $7 million free agency, and he's right back to where he was. $8 million in free agency. You're breaking sure. even. Can play where I you want. He, I, I guess he could get maybe like eight million for like a year or two. Um, option maybe. Yeah. Because uh, as bad as he was, he's one year away from being the best offensive player, really the most productive guy in the Dodgers the, sorry, the year I before. Just super distracted because Fitz just put in our our chat that he's at whatever show he's at. Brandy Love is there. <laughs> Hello. Mercy. Get some bits uh, of her, Kevin. I just told him I go get a video of her <laughs> now. Uh, I mean, Lord knows I've seen enough videos. Don't we already that. have the uh, the porn people in the chat that sponsored? The, they are always jumping in the chat. Well, Do we, need we can get a new one, Mitch. Let's not limit our horizons. Mm-hmm. Um, our sponsors. But I totally see AJ Palak going to like the Angels. <laughs> I guess I, I don't back even know. To, yeah, back, back to California, they'll probably give him 13 mil or something stupid, and yeah, 
Miami. Miami's looking for some hitters. Go hang out on the beach. I think he wants to go. I think the whole point he got out of this was because he wants to go back out west. All right. I I just that's just my thought. I just I'm. Still, I have no idea what AJ Paul. How? Because isn't he like 32? 30. Hold on, we're all about facts. I'm gonna say 34. No, 33. Uh, he is turning 35 on De- December 5th. I mean, what? Who the hell is going to give him $8 million? <laughs> I, I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's just done. Uh, but maybe it's I mean, you be done for $13 Wait, wait. Um, like, if you're AJ Pollock, though, I mean, I, I it is surprising. Like, I thought he was going to opt in, but when you look at it, it's not that surprising. I, he had a miserable season with the Sox. The clubhouse yep. file reports are dysfunctional. Like, why? Well, I, I think he wants to get as far away from there as possible. He's like, why is my slate clean? I don't want to deal with that again. Maybe the new manager, Big G, came in and was just like, bro, I'm just going to tell you right now, you're not really like part of my plan. Like, That could have been too. Yeah, true. Um, I do need to make an apology because I this whole time I thought he was like born and raised like West Coast dude. I didn't realize he's from fucking Connecticut and went to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that just takes out my angel series. So yeah, maybe the Marlins. It's because he played with the with the Diamondbacks and then the Dodgers. That's why I mean, he like, was a West Coast guy. Go to the Pirates. Whoever. No, pays I'm telling you, you, Miami. Whoever pays you, AJ. Just <laughs> go, dude. Seems like a good enough guy. Just didn't work out. I was yeah. actually pumped when they got I him. I think he's got some baseball left in him. He's down here. Yeah, I mean, he had spurts, you know, but he had 14 home runs. That's a really good. That's a lot for the White Sox, Dan. Yeah, I was like, what, top was three it? on the team? <laughs> yeah. It was a lot for the White Sox. Wasn't it all against lefties? Most likely. Yeah. I mean, whoever whoever pays you, bud, just <laughs> get paid. Good for you. Are you going to miss AJ Pollock leading off? No, against? not at all. And He was thank, great against lefties. Uh... Thanks for the extra eight mil, though, bud. That, like, that's my clutch. That's... Okay, now quick question. Like they have to sign another outfielder, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But you know, we do have Oscar Cole in the city. That's the thing. The cheap option. <laughs> the option I'm fully expecting to be playing right field for the Chicago. I think, next I think Oscar Cole is going to be. I think he's going to be a player in this league. I just, it's not a good sign though, as we sit here on November 9th, uh, and Hans already like prepping White Sox fans for Colas being the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which just basically I mean, like when, he... before Vaughn came up in 20, uh, 21, like everyone knew well beforehand, like we needed a yeah. D8 and everyone knew it was going to be Vaughn. Yeah. Everyone and, was like, very similar to this. Han in one of Han's sound clips or whatever, he did straight up just say like, you know, we do need to make some additions and free agency, but it most likely trade. Can I read you guys this from The Athletic, James, James Fagan? Yep, that was a really good article. I know what article you're looking at. James did a really good job with that. So James Fox pulled out this uh, paragraph from uh, James Fagan's article on the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what he says. Last season's payroll, estimated at $196 million by Fangraphs, was not a top-five figure in MLB, but it was easily a franchise record uh, and indicative that the franchise feels it's time to compete is now but that figure also reflects uh some level of ex- uh, expensive acute occurred over the season with a team source indicating 
that an opening day figure in the territory of $180 million is more what the club has in mind. Right now, the current Fangraphs estimate for the 2023 Sox payroll is $173 million. And while that could be knocked down a few million by some non-tenders and is an imperfect uh, replication of the team's internal numbers, it would make top-level free agent signings unlikely and could be a consideration of what sorts of trades they can execute. But there's one thing the White Sox are not touting about themselves this offseason is their payroll flexibility. Yeah, it's not the time to get cheap, but they're going to get like cheap. But it sounds like they're going to get cheap. <laughs> it's probably the, the, the worst time for them to get cheap, but shit. Well, we'll see. I mean... It James is, in the athletic. I know it is November. A lot of things can happen because then you have Figgins saying that in the athletic, and then I'm not a big fan of the guy, but John Heyman saying basically the complete opposite on 670 to score. Over the that, years, that Jerry's going to spend and blah 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 blah. Over the years, I either could be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, over the years, I've I've now gotten used to John Heyman. Uh, just having a lot of opinions and people, because he is a national reporter, they take it as fact. And this goes for every team. I think that's fair. Because like that just doesn't add up to where the White Sox are. No, everything <laughs> or, or he what said they've in, done historically. Everything he <laughs> said in that interview, I was just like, what? Are we talking about, are, are you talking about the Chicago White Sox? Like, huh? Didn't he say on a podcast last year too that like Baez, there's a good chance he comes back to the Cubs? Like I heard, like I forget who it was. I remember like writing, but there was like a, someone threw it in the chat. They're like, oh yeah, this guy said on his podcast that Baez can come back. I think it was Heyman because like because yeah, like, Heyman has he, he does like the like they're not daily like his weekly hits on six seven to score, and like obviously it's a lot of big audience in Chicago, and obviously he writes for the New York Post now. But like a lot of what he said, and like you know, some things do end up coming true, and like there's he does have sources. We can't be like he doesn't have anyone, right? But a lot of the stuff that he does say, it's either taken stuff that like you know is kind of out there, uh, speculation wise, and then like and like but then we treat it as fact. But yeah, like because like that that just doesn't go in line with like the White Sox position right now. Like not at all. Yeah, not in the least. But, but we'll see. I guess. I mean, Zoe, if they if they follow your plan, they can free up a big chunk. They yeah. trade Hendricks, which they should. Um, yeah, but that's pretty much the free agent carousel uh, as it stands right now. Uh, obviously, if something else happens or breaks or anything like that, we'll definitely jump back on. And before we dive into the Cubs offseason plan. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that show tonight is brought to you by Uncle Bud's new bar restaurant in Oak Lawn, 9700 South Cicero, opening on November 10th. Make sure you go check them out. Great food menu. Again, golden tea, darts. It's great. Just great bar to go hang out at. Uh, and when you go there, make sure you tell them Zoe sent you. All right, Aldo. Uncle Buds. Oh, be, oh! Before uh, before we get into the Cubs offseason plan, I was going to ask you guys predicting who do you think is like the first big free agent to sign? 
Trey Mancini to the Cubs. <laughs> um, now that's more of like a oh crap. It's spring training's coming up. We haven't signed anyone yet. All right, Mancini, we got a all star. Jacob Degrom to the Braves. I like that. No, I think he's going to the Rangers though. Oh, I think I like little yumpers. If that happens, Dude, I just said Jacob Degrom to the Braves. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I, think I was reading other. I was reading the, the other Jesse Rogers news. The Did Braves. You see this? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I. Uh, won't get into the the whole story of it, but I am not a fan of Jesse Rogers. Um, oh. Respect the source. Yeah the the Braves just the Rangers is the Braves a huge favor and took on the Jake Ordizzi, or or Orderizzi Orderizzi uh, contract, Orderizzi. so that clears up some space for him. But as we were talking about earlier today, basically the Braves don't fuck around. The Braves. They're, they're, they always seem to make the moves early in the off free agent period in the offseason. Um, they don't like to leave a lot to chance. Uh, not only with, do they not fuck around, you know, we we're talking about like all these different leaks happening and like all the all these reports already connecting the Cubs to different players. Tighter than a seal's ass, man. The Braves just do it and they just announce the moves on their Twitter yep. page. Like we can easily just wake up tomorrow or tomorrow afternoon, you're eating lunch and it's just like, Jacob DeGrom has signed a blah, blah, blah deal with the Atlanta Braves. Like, they, they just don't. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. We're going to have to check uh, if it's the right verified uh, Twitter account. Then. <laughs> Good God. Is Elon Musk really that smart? Everyone tells me he's a genius. I don't think he's that smart. I don't know. I'm about to drop $8 a month, though, to have my check mark finally. Yikes. I'm just kidding. Yep. <laughs> I don't care. I'm gonna do no, it. No, so wait, 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 so do it, but like become a fake Braves account and then just start announcing these deals until you get suspended. <laughs> I'll just start dropping like uh, White Sox signed. Aaron no, yeah, Judge. no, do that. Just become a, a uh, do like a different username, change your profile picture before you sign up for Twitter Blue, and then start. Oh, yeah, they don't all like, these. Uh, they don't let you change your profile picture once you sign up for Twitter Blue. No, what, what I'm saying. What the hell am I spending my eight dollars for if I can't even change the profiles? Well, they do it so you can't do exactly yeah. what Aldo just said. What I'm saying is, I do it before change. Your... <laughs> That's so much work. Um, <laughs> Not really. It really is though, because then I can't change it back, and I yeah, I'll always have like Jeff Passan's picture as my profile picture. <laughs> I, I think we'll get fids, and we'll each pitch in two dollars, and then we'll just make we can make a fake insider account, yeah. and then we'll get the make check. A, Make a fake Kaplan account. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Fizz would love it. Fizz would absolutely love it. <laughs> stay tuned for that. I think uh, that's- yeah, stay tuned for that. But um, all right, Aldo. All right, here we go. So for those of you that are didn't catch the show last week, we did the White Sox offseason plan last week. So before you get started, Aldo, you have to give us – you have to have a spending limit. Okay, what do you guys think is fair? What did, what was what was their payroll in 2022? Well, okay, it is unfair now because they were not trying to win. What was their payroll? <laughs> That's what, not was, what, asking, yeah. what was their All payroll right. in 2022? Let me look it up. Well, it was probably it was like probably like in the 160s, I think. I'm going to give you more money. I just need to know where 2022 Cubs. Arrow. 
Any guesses? 165. Oh, wait, I'm the wrong man. I'm the wrong guy to be uh, looking this up. My computer's about to freeze, probably. All right, hold on. I'll look it up. <laughs> okay. Cubes. Twenty twenty two. Hopefully it goes faster than it did last week. All right, here we go. Um, twenty twenty two. They had one hundred ninety four million. Yep, one hundred ninety four. I'll give you two hundred million. What was it last year? 194. 194. Was it really? Yeah, cuz they have they just had a lot of bad money. Yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah, like Jason, Jason Hayward was making I mean Jason Hayward is still on this year's payroll. Yeah. Um and I mean they paid for a few guys. Um Yeah, I'll give you 200. All right, 200 reasonable. All right. Just have to delete a few things. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you know what? I'll restructure. I'll restructure some of these deals. That's fine. Well, well, all right. What, 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 what did you have them at? Yeah. I think my final one was like at two twenty-two. No, which is no. eleven million below the 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 luxury tax payroll, and then next 20, year two hundred five. Two hundred five. Because there's a few ones I can take off. Two hundred five. Two hundred five. Actually, there, there's one I'm going to take off, and then we can work out a trade. Okay. That's fine. You I'll work. Okay, two hundred. So we'll give you the, actually five million. Yeah, we'll give you we'll give you two hundred five, but you have to have a cap. Otherwise, you're just gonna sign everyone, and it makes it more fun when you have a. Well, cap. I was I was doing the cap because the Cubs. I think their highest has been two eighteen, all time. Two hundred five. Two hundred five. All right, here we go. So that I'm gonna start off the guaranteed money that the Cubs have uh, under contract for 2023 before even. Try to sign anybody else. All right, uh, this is the, let me get a calculator up. Yep, this is All the right. luxury tax uh, salary. So it's the average annual value of the contracts, um, because that's really what these fucking teams care about, because they All don't right. want to go over the luxury tax. Whenever you're ready. All right. So Marcus Stroman is twenty three million six hundred sixty six thousand six hundred sixty seven dollars. And Don't yes, all that twenty three. No, 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 no. And yes, I calculated this to the very last dollar. <laughs> so twenty three point six. All right, keep going. Jason Hayward, dead money at twenty three million. Okay. Uh, Kyle Hendricks at thirteen point eight seven five million. Okay. Seiya Suzuki, seventeen million. Okay. And then Jan Gomes, six point five million, and David Bodie, three million. And okay, that's a total so of eighty-seven million forty-one thousand six hundred and sixty-seven dollars. So I got you at eighty-six point nine seven five. I just rounded up to eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven point four. So we gave you what two oh five. Yep. So you got one hundred eighteen to fuck with. Oh, no, don't worry. There's still more. Here we go. Arbitration players. The Cubs have 10 arbitration eligible players. I'll run them down who I think they're going to bring back. Ian Happ, 10.6 million. 10.6. Okay. Nico Horner, 2.2 million. What a deal. Yep. He might get an extension, though. Who knows? Uh, 
He's no Tim Ant. Uh, he's better. <laughs> you listen to Kevin. Uh, Beef Love's favorite, Cody Hu, 800,000. Oh, man. What uh, a steal. I was going to mess with my calculations. But go ahead. Uh, Zoe's favorite, Nick Madrigal, 1.1 million. 1.1. Okay. And then these are the there's no 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 more numbers, but here are the other arbitration eligible guys that I'm going to non tender. Left handed. Wait, if you're pitcher. not if you're non tendering them, then I'm not. Put, I don't need a. Yeah, I'm saying you don't have. Okay. There's no more money for this part. Okay. So Stephen Brault, left handed pitcher, non tender. Framil Reyes, DH, non tender. Rowan Wick, right handed pitcher, non tender. Alec Mills, right handed pitcher, non tender. Brad Wick. I mean, he has, he's like recovering from Tommy John surgery, non-tender. Mm -hmm. And Rafael Ortega, who the Sox should have traded for, non-tender. You're not going to tender uh, Reyes? Didn't he? He, uh... he was really bad after the first three weeks. <laughs> and the, if the Cubs do want to bring him back, they can bring him back for cheap. But they don't have to do that because they're going to sign Jose Abreu. Uh, so that, the arbitration numbers, so that goes up to $14.7 million. By the way, I agree with Yumper. I think Madrigal does have a bounce back year until he gets hurt in May. Uh, he's going to have a great time with a different National League team. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> All, right, All right, so what are we up to, like 100 and... Let's call it an even 103. All right, so here are the Cubs free agents heading into the offseason. Wilson Contreras, Wade Miley, Drew Smiley, Sean Newcomb. Michael uh, Hermosillo and Jackson Frazier, the artist formerly known as Clint Frazier. Mm -hmm. uh, Wilson Contreras is going to get the qualifying offer. He's going to decline it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Cubs have to pay Drew Smiley $1 million for his buyout. So I got to take a million out of here. So add, add a million in there. Okay. All right. Here are other costs. Uh, this is from Fangraphs. The estimated salaries for pre-arbitration and non-guaranteed contracts is eleven point five million dollars. So what, I got to take out eleven point five. Well, you just have to keep adding, or I don't know which way you were doing it. I'm going were you down. doing two hundred five minus? Yeah. yeah. So all these are minus. All right. So you're at one hundred two right now. Minus what? Uh, eleven point five. Okay. And then the estimated salaries for forty-man roster players in the minors—that's two point five million. Wait, wait, 102.1, and then what I subtract there? 2.5 million. Don't worry, I have all the numbers here. <laughs> all right, and then subtract. There was an 11 in there, wasn't there? 11.52 million. Okay. Uh, estimated player benefits to be paid, 16.5 million. Jesus Christ. I told you, I was very excited yep. before uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, payment into the $50 million pre-arbitration bonus. That's another $1.6 million. $1.67 you can put. So you're at 69. Nice. 0.91 right now. The Cubs still owe Jonathan VR $1.5 million. <laughs> that stings a little bit. And then I was rudely reminded uh, that the Cubs are giving the Padres money for you, Darvish. That's another $1 million. How rude. So you're at 67.41 still. Uh, so my total, and I did the other way. I'm adding up all these numbers. So the collective bargaining tax payroll heading into free agency for the Cubs, I have them at 
$137,428,334. Let's go spending. Mm-hmm. Again, a reminder, it. the luxury tax, tax thresholds for 2023. The first tier, $233 million. Second tier, $253 million. Third tier, $273 million. And for the first time ever, there's a fourth tier, guys, $293 million. And let's also remind you that we gave you a limit of two hundred five million. Two hundred five million. So what is that? So I have sixty three, like sixty eight million to spend. I got That's you. Right. I got you. Yeah, sixty seven. But go for it. I, I probably, I probably missed something. Actually, so. no, you're right. Actually, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, I'd take my number two. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, see. I wrote out all the forty man guys. That's incomplete right now, though. Number one. Deal number one. Deal number one. Here we go. This is where I'm at. Scratch it off. I'm not doing a shortstop anymore. <laughs> Fuck a shortstop. Trey Mancini. We got it. My rich. So I already told you guys my original was Carlos Correa for eight years, two fifty six. But apparently they don't want to do that. I, I wrote in like five hours ago. I put Xander Bogarts at five years, one hundred and fifty million. But I'm not loving that much as uh, that one anymore. Okay, so we're we're riding Nico at short. So we're riding Nico at short. Baby. It's not a it's not a bad backup. It's not a bad backup. Do need impact bat though. We might do have to do a trade or something. All right, big free agent signing. Here we go. Japanese pitcher Kodai Senga, four years, sixty million. That's not Trey. Fifteen million dollars average annual value, and I have a fifth year option for him, also at so fifteen million. Minus fifteen, so you're at fifty-two point four one now. Uh, next deal, Jose Abreu, two years, thirty-two million. Yeah, that's another gonna, sixteen million average not, annual value. Not, not even gonna comment. Not even gonna comment. Thirty-six point four one. You know who'd be better than him? Trey no, no, not on my list. Uh, all right, so I have two. I have two uh, former closers or guys who were closing games. I want the Cubs to sign one of these two guys. Either Craig Kimbrell, one year, five million plus incentives. Craig. Oh no. Or left-handed reliever Brad Hand, one year, seven million. Plus Brad, I can get behind. Pick one so I can take it off your. I'm just gonna do the Craig Kimbrell one because that's lower, so that's five million. Now why do you want dirty Craig? He sucks. <laughs> Cubs are gonna fix him though again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then. Oh, a catcher. Cubs need a catcher for with because uh, Wilson Contreras is going to be leaving. They only have Jan Gomes and PJ Higgins. Uh, Omar Narvaez, White Sox legend. Mm-hmm. Two years, ten million. Yeah. All right, so five million AV there. Uh, the Cubs okay. need more relievers, so bring him back home. Another Cubs connection, former Cubs draft pick. Uh, he was at the Padres past three years. Right-handed pitcher Pierce Johnson. Two years, five million dollars. So minus two point five. That's and two by and the way, million. he sounds like a Bond villain. Uh, he he went to San Diego and got long hair. I think he always had long hair. Pierce Johnson. And then another White Sox legend. Uh, he's been brutal. He was really bad in 2022, and he was kind of bad in 2021. But he was really great his entire career before then. The Cubs have been able to fix veteran pitchers. Alex Colome, come on down. One year, two million. Mr. Smiley. Go for it, buddy. He was terrible. 
He was brutal. Wait, Mitch, we've never had. Colorado. How much did, did you like Alex Colomay? I like Alex Colomay. I thought oh, he was there you go. But did he make you sweat it out? Sure. But he always got the job done. I, he he scared so. me though, because he, he would get a win or something, and he'd never smile. I never once saw that man smile. He scared just, the crap out of me. I just wasn't a fan of walking the first two batters before he went to work every. I mean, he was just—he was Liam Hendricks light. The ERA speak for itself, though. He was south. But that's also why I want to trade Liam Hendricks. Please. I love the optimism, Mitch. We, we need to get him back to his Sox days. That's that's what the Cubs are going to do. That's my point. I mean, as long as you don't, like, if you're not banking on him to be your closer, I think, you know, uh, that's a solid late inning option. I also like would another, like. They just need another guy who's, like, pitched before. I would like that move to happen to watch Ken W.O. Well, oh, I'd love it. He'd finally cheer for a Cub. Yes. And Beef Loaf can. <laughs> Keep using that picture that says you got Ken W.O. every uh, time Palme gets lit up. Um, how much how much money do I have left? 21.91. All right. We have our first trade. Someone do the ESPN sound. Dun, 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 dun. There it is. Keegan Thompson, Nick Madrigal. And Nelson Velasquez to the Miami Marlins for Pablo Lopez. Boy, the Marlins got ripped off. Now, I know that is light, but all, all of you have been saying that Nick Madrigal is a great hitter, so why wouldn't the Marlins want a great hitter? Because Keegan Thompson is a good starting pitcher. Uh, Nelson Velasquez, he's a young outfielder. They need as many bats as they can get. Uh, more realistically, it would probably be Christopher Morrell because he had the better year, stayed healthy. Uh, that's where I got this idea from. Shout out to Greg Zumak. Uh, he had the original idea of uh, Keegan Thompson, Christopher Morrell, and outfield prospect Yo Hendrick Pinango. Pronounce that. Who's he play for? Uh, he's, he's in the minor league system for the Cubs right now. So how right, much over after, there too? after you make that deal, what's that put on the payroll? So that is if you subtract the league minimum for Madrigal and Velasquez and the Madrigal arbitration, and then you add Pablo Lopez's uh, arbitration number, that's an additional three point seven six million. All right, minus three point seven six. So you're at, you're sitting on a cool eighteen point one five. Trade number two. This one's a little vague. I couldn't think of a pitching prospect, but Cubs trade a pitching prospect to the Minnesota Twins for outfielder Max Kepler. I'd be very happy to see Kepler gone. So Kepler has been really bad for the past uh, like two, three Except years. Except against the White Sox. Except for the White Sox, I guess. Um, put him in center field. Uh, maybe you get the Twins to eat some of his money because, again, he's been really bad. I think he had a 666 OPS in 2022. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, and I have him because you're not really giving or you're not really giving up a lot. He's been bad. Get the Twins to eat some of his money. He is owed $8 million in 2022 or 2023, but I only had the Cubs taking on $4 million. I, I was just – the number I had in my head was four, so that plays. So you're at 14.15. All right, guys, let's do a trade because I I can't afford any of the shortstops. Nope, you can't afford any of the shortstops unless you give them like a 26-year deal. This 205 uh, limit really uh, screwed me up here. Uh, let's do – Mitch, okay. my limit was 190. 
Okay. Well. Yeah, no, we gave him more money. I don't know what he's bitching uh, about. Well. What about? One of our teams have, has spent more than two hundred ten million before. Mm-hmm. Who? And you know those bars and casinos on Wrigleyville don't pay for themselves, pal. So nope. in two hundred five, you're gonna like it. Oh man, I mean, I'm gonna be annoyed that it's it's like not even gonna be close to this. Uh, <laughs> what would it take? What do you think it would take to get Rafael Devers? Oh, you ain't getting Rafael Devers. They're gonna Rafael Devers deal is gonna be announced tomorrow. He, the latest report out of Boston is they are not close to an extension. Oh no, shit! I thought it was done deal. <laughs> they are not close. He is. He wasn't happy last year with the offer that he got. They haven't been close on a deal. I love, I'm a big Rafi Devers fan. Um, oh, he's fantastic. He would be the Cubs' third baseman for the next like ten years. I'd love it. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. So, what can we de- get down? Wait. Look, first of all, what's his ARB number for next year? His contract number. Let's see um, if it even fits in, or if I have to trade somebody else. Where does shit is Rafi Devers? Uh, where is Rafi? How about uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, Ian Happ? Who else can we throw in there? The Rafael Devers, uh, he's going to be 26. He's Hold on, I got you. So they estimate you can't afford Rafi. That's fine. I'll trade somebody else. Uh, they got him at 17.5. Okay, okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So, who do you think it would take to get him? Who off the MLB roster? To get Rafi Devers? Yeah. Well, name one guy because I'm going to I'm going to be doing I'm going to be shopping some prospects right now. Pete Crow Armstrong. All right. One. Half. Yeah. Yeah. Like All right. you know, half. Half. trade All right. half. Yeah. All right. Um. So ten points or seventeen point whatever minus ten point six. That's only seven million. Just throw him like uh, Brennan Davis. Okay. I think that gets it done. Maybe it's done. Do it. Bam. Done it. Okay, would the Red Sox take that so, though? Hap, Pete Crow Armstrong, and Brennan Davis for Rafi Devers. Does Boston take that? I think they need another sweetener. Hold on, hold on. Let's go. Let's use that shitty trade website. That oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Uh, oh, there you go, Christian Hernandez, another uh, shortstop prospect for the Cubs. There right. you go. Let's let's get let's go to the old trade calculator. Um, I gotta remember how to use this shit. By the way, trade. the Cubs could avoid this if they just you know spend money. Right. That'd be really nice. That'd be uh, ideal. So the Cubs and the Red Sox. Um, here, I'll just, should I share my screen so you guys can get in on the fun here? Yeah, sure. Um, share a screen. Maybe like a Ben Brown pitching prospect. Oh, I can just share a window. That's even better. Okay. Here we go. So the Cubs trade to the Cubs. Let's sort by. Um, what's that number? Where do you get the number? The median here. Oh, that's this is the color. Hold on, I gotta get to the Red Sox. 
comedian Devers, Devers, Devers. So Devers Shout out is this a, website that makes all our dreams come true. Yep. Devers <laughs> to the Cubs. Oh, he's only 28.5, dude. Ooh. So you could just straight up trade a Crow Armstrong and it's a done deal. Bang, done. Did it. All right. Or you're going to have to throw someone else in to get the extra two points here. So let's go down. Javier Assad. Here, you want to get rid of Ortega? Uh, no, it's fine. He's gone right now. We can make it more, more realistic. Uh, what about Gray? I think our initial trade, regardless of the calculator, will be. <laughs> no, we're going off this damn calculator oh, here, that here, I have here. always said is You want, said an, you want MLB guy? There you go. Later, Nick Magical. So you got... uh, I already have him going to the. I already have him going. Oh, to the that's, right, that's right. That's right. That's He's right. He's been traded. He's already gone. Oh, uh, Patrick Wisdom, son of Patrick Wisdom. They need a third baseman. Is so, Wisdom not worth two points? Where's Wisdom? Oh shit! My go. You're going the wrong way. Um, wisdom. Here you go. He's worth. Oh, dude, you're overpaying. Oh, there you go. The, the Red Sox would be stupid not to take this. Yep. All right, I'm doing it. And that pretty much clears out the rest of your money, though. That's fine. That right. those were literally all the moves. All right, so there you go. You got Rafi Devers. Congratulations. Hell yeah, love it. I noticed you uh, left off Trey Mancini there. What gives? You need the veteran first base. That's a that's well, we a deadline break. move. We got to break. Oh, yeah, there we go. And they got to. He's still available in free agency. So, <laughs> right, put it, throw Devers in there, although, and rifle off your starting lineup. So now we have get down here again. So at catcher we have, or this, I'm just going by a position. Um, well, first starting the starting rotation is going to be Marcus Stroman, Pablo Lopez, Kodai Senga, Justin Steele, and then either Kyle Hendricks or Hayden Wesneski as the fifth starter. Uh, catcher, you'll have Jan Gomes and Omar Narvaez. Uh, at show oh, at second base, you're gonna have Christopher Morrell. Uh, shortstop Nico Horner. Third base, Rafael Devers. Uh, left field Ian Happ because we didn't have to trade him apparently. Love that. Uh, center field Max Lo Kepler. Love that for prove you. it, prove it, prove it, Max. Right field uh, Suzuki and DHing uh, when he's not playing. Oh, I missed first base Jose Abreu. How could I forget forget Jose Abreu? Uh, and then when he's not playing first base, uh, DHing Matt Mervis. Solid squad. They're gonna get bounced in the NLDS, but that's a solid squad. <laughs> it's a good team, man. It's that a is good a good team. Te I didn't even have to spend a lot on. Uh, it hurts giving up P. Crow Armstrong, but you got Rafael Devers. Yeah, it's a good. You team. do worse. By the way, Rafael Devers. I think this is his first or er, no. This is his last year of arbitration. He'll be an, uh, a free agent after the season. So we're going to have to work on that extension. But we can worry about that later. I like it. It's a good team. Mm -hmm. um, hold on. I'm making a trade for the White Sox because I'm on this site. <laughs> I got something brewing here. Hold on here. Straight over. Starts with Liam Hendricks. Oh. It's for oh, Cody. And yes, Joel Martinez, this is the uh, bullshit site that uh, Yankees fans use, probably. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, you don't have to trade for Cody because he's technically a free agent. Yeah, he's, he's going to get non-tendered. Mm -hmm. Man, the White Sox, it's rough. You got to just keep adding names to this shit. Uh, just just add Montgomery, or is he the highest? Uh, Cease is the highest. 
Okay. By a lot. And then Luis Robert, but I won't adhere to the beef loaf tyranny of trading Luis Robert. Did you see the other Jesse Rogers piece of information? I don't read anything that man writes. He didn't write it. So I'm <laughs> read it. Um, well, I'm just bringing it up because Cubs fans were freaking out about what he said about the Cubs, so I have to bring up what he said about the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Lucas Giolito is on the trade block. I mean, I he's not that... Who's gonna? I don't know. Maybe someone don't want to. I don't think that's the the big as big of a shocker as it would have been a couple of years a year yeah. or two ago. I think um, that would be terrible for the Sox to do trading him at his think... lowest value. Yeah, I don't think he like. They're not going to get the value they want for him. And I do think he's going to have a bounce back here. I don't think he's a bad pitcher. Did he have a crappy year? Yeah. Maybe he's not going to be that certified ace, but I, I, I don't see him being as bad as he was. I also, he had three seasons in a row before that. I, I, I mean, the I, talent's there. I also don't see them cleaning their entire staff out, but keeping Ethan Katz just to trade Lucas Giolito. Yeah. yeah, and then absolutely. the other big problem is you already need to sign a starting pitcher. If you trade Giolito, unless you're getting the starting pitcher back, now you have to get two starting pitchers. Well, people forget. I mean, the starting rotation really wasn't the issue last year. So, like, if I'm spending money or making trades, like, that's the last thing that I'm addressing is the general manager. Like, sure, you, you need some more pitching, but, I mean, I'm more worried about who they're getting as an outfielder or second baseman or some left-handed power That's than true. I am about what's happening with Lucas Giolito or who we're getting in the starting rotation. Because the starting rotation was solid. Bullpen overall was pretty solid, too. Pitching wasn't the issue. Facts? Yeah. Uh, one name that came up in Beeflo's offseason plan that I'd be ecstatic if the White Sox got him. And this, yes, this does go to MLB The Show teaching me about prospects. But Bobby Miller, pitcher for the Dodgers in their system. Oh, yeah. If they can work him in the Hendricks deal, whew, kids, electric stuff. Reminds me a lot of when Dylan C. Scott here. Electric stuff, but control is the problem. Um, if they can harness it like they did with Dylan, that kid, he's going to be the goods. So that's a name that I'm all excited about. I know everybody wants Gavin Lux. It'd be very nice, but I'd yeah, actually rather... No, we're not getting Gavin Lux. I'd actually rather have Bobby Miller. I mean, the Dodgers have a quite the surplus of pitching. And they if need a closer. If you can get a Dodgers prospect, uh, pitching prospect, get him. <laughs> He's probably yes. going to be yeah. good. That's very true. Um, so I brought up Max Kepler for, Max Kepler for the Cubs and trade... What do you think it would take? We don't have to do the website for this. Just, you know, uh, off the top of your head here. Do you think the Bears would trade Jared Kalenic? Kalenic? Mm, with Mitch Hanniger probably walking? Probably not. What if they signed Nimmo? I don't think it's as hard of a no as it, one would think. I mean, I guess anything's really possible. It's just... Uh, I I don't really see it happening, but I I don't think it's a hard no. Did, do you sense? guys remember? Do you guys remember Kyle Lewis? Yeah, dude, mm-hmm. talk about a guy falling off fast. Yeah, 
and he's another dude that you know he has the talent. It's just getting it out of him. Mm-hmm. And Cause he's really another do. guy who got sent back to AAA. Kyle Lewis is like a White Sox type player. It's gonna yeah. be a fun off season. It's gonna be or fun off painful. I don't think it can get worse. I, I think I'm I'm numb after the whole Mankata. Not Mankata. Uh, I can't. Joe think of Kelly. Name. Machado. Oh. The whole Machado Harper debacle. Like I don't think the White Sox can do anything. And I mean, literally last offseason, the only position player they paid was Larry Garcia. Ah, uh, Josh Harrison. He's a former All Star. Who they just not. Who's also unemployed now? Uh, and then <laughs> poor Josh. They followed that grand performance up by doing literally almost absolutely nothing at the trade deadline. So it's just the 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 deeper we get in this, uh, you can't hurt White, me anymore. Can't hurt the White me Sox. It is painfully. It's like deja vu with the like after the 2018 Cubs. Where you have this core of players who, you know, at the time, none of them had extensions for the Cubs, but they were all like under team control. They were going to be with the team until free until they were free agents or the summer of. So you you're stuck in the thing where like they just they all at the same time had down seasons. Mm-hmm. So you can't really trade them for max value. Um, so you're kind of just hoping that they rebound big. And if they do, it's going to work out. But if like you keep seeing more of the same, you're kind of you're like I think Beefloaf wrote, uh, wrote it uh, when he was talking about the the uh, the roster how you had all these DHs and first basemen on your team at the same time, kind of just painted into a corner of you're stuck. You can't really get out. You you have no real flexibility. The AJ Pollock thing is like a gift from the heavens. Yep. So you got that at least. But other than that. Yeah, and but then you pull up the White Sox 2023 payroll and you see Joe Kelly, 9 million, Kendall Graveman, 8 million, Jake Dedman, 3.5 million, Larry Garcia, 5.5 million. It's just so much bad money, dude. Yeah, the Larry Garcia, that was not necessary. (laughs) It's just so much bad money. And it's to this point, though, where like this team can't really like piss me off like that anymore like i'll get mad but like you're not gonna see this again you're not gonna see me like just completely fly off the handle again because it's you can't i'm i don't know i just expectations were low but holy fuck you know what i mean it's like like let's say they get another josh level type free agent and that's the that's their big move I don't know. Someone's mic is creating hella feedback right now. Is that mine? It's Mitch. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just I can be disappointed. But I also tweeted something out today where I am very convinced that even if the White Sox went out and got like Aaron Judge, Trey Turner. And Jacob DeGrom this offseason, there's still be a significant fraction of the White Sox Twitter community that would find something to be mad about it. I mean, like fans who want to be miserable are going to be miserable for sure. It's just it's 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 not particularly how I would choose to go 
about like being a fan of a team, but this is, you know, the definition of to each their own. Like if that's how people want to do it, then whatever floats your boat, I guess, you know, it's, uh, maybe people listening or watching, maybe they're not familiar, but if you are like every fan base has, it's probably not this extreme, but everybody has a, mm-hmm. everybody has a Frank, the tank in their fan base. Yeah. Mul- multiples of yep. again, not maybe not to that extreme. He, uh, but... <laughs> he did a, he did a video today talking about, uh, how he thinks, uh, DeGrom's going to the Braves. The Braves huh? Yeah. And he was going crazy. It was funny as hell. <laughs> Did you see the video? Like the Braves guys were saying they like watched them, like after like they just had a big win or if they gained ground. Yeah, that's uh, that they would like watch. They're like, oh, we gotta go and watch the Frank video. <laughs> yeah, they said it was like a railing thing. Like, come on, guys, we just need three outs and then we can go watch a new Frank video. Like it was, <laughs> which probably made it even worse for him because now he's like the motivator for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't think he. I he. I think he likes the attention pays the bills yep. but uh yeah that's pretty much where i'm at with the white Sox this offseason it's just like you you can't possibly do anything no i'm coming after last offseason especially when you had all those guys that would have addressed a bunch of needs just ask the uh, phillies um mm-hmm. like i guess so much low expectations and now they have less flexibility like funny i i don't know they have needs I don't think they're going to like me. I'm sure they'll dress them. It would be some half-ass patchwork job. So I'm not expecting yeah. much. Yeah. If they're already talking about having a lower payroll than last year, that's not a great sign. Yeah. I'm thinking that some guys will have bounce back seasons and it won't be as bad as it was. But even then, I think the ceilings here, you win the division. They're bound. I mean, yes, Monty Grandall is bound to have a better season. You got to think Monty oh, yeah. gets, gets better at the plate. Uh, you know, you get TA so back healthy. Potential, though, that's still not a team. World Series team. No, there's glaring holes on this team right now. As it stands on today's date, there's glaring holes on this team. I think they, guys bounce back and they'll win the division, and then there'll be a first round exit. It has the roster currently constructed. I'm going to wait on my opinion on that to see after what moves are made. Uh, yeah, way, talking I, about. Moves that that changes that, but like as of right now, if the season was starting tomorrow, right? No, I agree. Um, that's yeah. talking about just uh, thinking about the off season for the it, per. I think I briefly mentioned it last week. If the Cubs once again don't sign one of these top free agent shortstops, it is a disappointment. There is very they need an impact bat, and literally all they have to do is spend money. Um, I, I guess, I guess I, we're, Cubs fans were making fun of uh, Steve Cohen and the Mets all summer long because mm-hmm. of that story came out that they were so uh, they're like so scared after they traded uh, Peter Armstrong for Javier Baez that like that they were going to get screwed again in a trade. The Cubs right now apparently or Jed Hoyer is apparently like uh, uh, scared after the Jason Hayward deal. It's like that was six years ago. And they won the like, World Series too. Yeah, they, they won the World, and like, and it's so frustrating because, like, uh, Zoe, what's the saying? If you're scared by your dog, like right now, it's like yep. Jed Hoyer's 101 Dalmatians. Like he has all the dogs. Yep. <laughs> He's and, scared for his life to make a mistake. And you also, can't do that, dude. Scared money don't make money. Come on. I totally agree on that. And to a point you made earlier about like how it's already coming out that the White Sox aren't spending money and all this stuff. 
it's a different age right now with all the different medians of social media, all the different people having types of access, like now more than ever. And I think we said, we talked about this at length a lot during the whole uh, Machado Harper saga, like it's really, really hard to know what to believe and you know, what's real and what's maybe the White Sox are putting out that they're not spending. So people see them as non-threatening and then just boom, they come over the top. You know what I mean? It's just so much, so much of what used to go on behind the scenes is now being played out in front of our faces that we don't even realize that it's happening. You know what I mean? With the, the strategic quotes to the maneuvering to all this stuff. So it, it, I just implore people when they read this stuff, especially on fucking November 11th or November 10th, whatever today is, and just to not be like, oh, this quote from Han, this is it. This is how the offseason's going. Now I'm just going to go off the fucking handle. Like, I don't think that's healthy. You know what I mean? Just because I really think that a lot of these games are being played right in front of our faces right now. And most of the times we don't even realize it. Yeah. I really, really do. I mean... You try to keep up with all this stuff and read it, but I've also kind of settled into I'm waiting for <laughs> I was just gonna say I'm waiting for guys with check marks to say something, but that ain't a thing anymore. I'm, about to, have, soon, I'm about to have a check right. mark. Um but <laughs> yeah, I mean until like a Passan or a Rosenthal or you know, one of the guys that have been doing it for a long time who usually triple quadruple checks their stuff before they get it out there, puts it out there. I don't take a word that Rick Hahn says to heart right now, especially if he knows it's going public. Like I know James Fagan is very good at his job. I know a lot of the white Sox reporters are very good at their jobs, but, and they could only write what they're being told, but you got to imagine every single word coming out of Rick Hahn's mouth is strategic. Like he, he's not, He's not the type to just go up there and be like, "You got me, November, November test." Guys, we're not spending. We're, we're not spending, guys. Fuck this shit. We're just, yeah, we're good, dude. We're not spending. Just go interview somebody else. We're good. That yeah, being yeah. said, when he said before that they're not going to be spending in specific positions, they haven't. Mm-hmm. Like I think it was like last off season, they straight up asked him, "Like, are you guys going to be looking for free agency for right field?" And he's like, oh, it's going to be an internal option. Yep, so, like, like you said, Mitch, and that him already field. bringing up Oscar Colas as the right, he's going to be that. I agree with. He's going to be the right fielder. As much as we don't like to think it mattered, I think this last season of how large of a disappointment it was and how much of an absolute dumpster fire it played out in the public arena, I think it's going to affect them some way. Yeah, he was reading fan mail allegedly. Oh shit! <laughs> but I'm just you. But you get what I'm saying. Like, this oh yeah. Isn't, yeah, this isn't like years past. Last year was a fucking dumpster fire. Like, I've not never only seen was it before. bad, it was like a public embarrassment. Like was, every week they're making headlines. The way they lost really, was terrible. National um, headlines too. Not just so, Chicago. National headlines. And you know, Jerry, he's not happy about it either. So I think there is some real pressure. Adam too. Like that can't happen again. No, I'm not sitting here saying that they're gonna go sign Aaron Judge for four hundred million dollars, but I I do believe five hundred 
this is just me again. I do believe that they're not going to go business as usual this offseason. I think some things are going to be different than what we're used to seeing with this organization. And hey, we it did with the manager search. It was different. Rick I got to run the show. Rick got his guy, and he already mentioned in the same interview, and I know I'm kind of contradicting myself because I believe this and don't believe that, but he did say that the analytic department is going to have more of a role this upcoming season. Oh, I, I, I think so I maybe, forget which one of the 108 guys was like, yeah. if Rick Hahn can just be as good of a uh, GM as he is as trolling Tony LaRusa, right. we'd be all good. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a great quote. That's a great quote. So, yeah, I think they're going to actually hire a, a second dog to fill out that uh, <laughs> analytics department. They're going to get another puppy. Well, you're going to be the third al- analytics guy, though, uh, with the PS5. Yeah. I'm ready to go, there coach. There it is. Ready. Put me in, man. I'm ready. I'll get you all the, the good prospects. Um, but yeah, so all of that being said, we got a championship to talk about. You better warm up the pipe spot. Because ladies and gentlemen, it's time for, there's so many videos now, for the next... Hold on, before you get started, it's this guy, right? Oh, well, you just spoiled it for everyone. Oh, what's that? Well, um, I guarantee you nobody knows who the fuck I'm talking about just by that. That's true. And for the listeners that listen to the podcast, they have no (laughs) idea what we're actually doing. That's why you should listen to the show or watch it live on YouTube because then you can see who just subscribe. And subscribe. And with that like button. See? True professional. As I mentioned, championship weekend. In Phoenix, uh, there's four drivers. Where whoever between those four drivers, there's no points don't matter anymore. Stages don't matter anymore. Whoever finishes the highest between those four drivers goes home with it all. So four drivers in question: Joey Logano, the old podcast favorite, kind of a psycho. He'll wreck people and then not apologize afterwards. Just ask Mark Martin. He's got a fast car, driving the only Ford of the group. We got Ross Chastain. He's crazy. He had the whole season long. His name came up, the Ross Chastain doesn't give a fuck tour. Uh, and he was the one that got in on probably the best move in motorsports history where he just floored it into the wall, passed like five cars on the last two turns, got in. So everyone's riding high on Ross too. Team Trackhouse owned by Pitbull. He's pretty cool. Then we have the old villain, uh, Chase Elliott, Hendrick Carr. All the fans love him. Don't know why. He's boring as hell. I can't stand him. And then there was Christopher Bell, and he's just, you know, he's Christopher Bell. He's there. He drives around in circles, you know, nothing really to say about him. Anyway, so field set. It was very clear early on, media day, practice and everything. Joey Logano was locked in. This man was not messing around. Everyone else seemed just kind of happy to be here. Joey's like, nah, I was in here in 2020. I thought we had a chance. It got stolen from me. I'm going like, he was locked in. And if you remember, he won at Vegas two weeks ago. So the last two playoff races, he was already in the championship. He didn't care. His team was already working on that Phoenix car. They had two weeks ahead. So, Logano, he was the fastest in uh, qualifying. He wins the pole position. He had the fastest car all week. One stage one. Kind of running away with it. The things got interesting in the pit stops, but his boys in the pits, they did a great job. Those Penske boys, you know, they don't quit. Now, the drama came. There's a late restart in the third stage. Uh, Chase Elliott 
is in front of Ross Chastain. So they go to restart. Elliott tries to go low. Ross Chastain's like, yo, you're just going to cut across my nose like that. He's not lifting. It's the championship. Drives right into him, spins him out. All of Chase's fanboys like, oh, my God, it's an illegal move. You know, Jeff Gordon, he's out there like, that was bullshit. You know, we're Hendrick. We deserve all the rules. And, uh, you know, Chase spins out. Uh, and then afterwards, they're asking him about it. So now, like, you're thinking, like, Chase is going to show his personality, right? They're like, dude, he just wrecked you for a championship. And he's like, well, you know, I just want to thank the sponsors because he's boring as hell. No one likes Chase. So his championship's ruined. Christopher Bell's trying to catch Joey Logano because, like I said, Joey Logano classed the field. He's way up front. Bell, he has a chance to get to him. He's at his bumper, but Joey, he outmaneuvers him. It's got to come down to the last pit cycle. One of Christopher Bell's guys, though, got his hand stuck in the wheel. Couldn't get it out. Nearly ripped out his finger. Slow pit Ooh. stop. Joey, uh, it didn't, thank God. That's why they had the yeah, gloves. But, uh, pit stop. Pit stop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Joey Logano wins the title, his second championship. He won the first race in L.A. to start the season. Clash of the Coliseum. He won the last race. The 22 car wins in 22. Joey Logano is a champion. That is your NASCAR Minute. Woo, you wrapped it up quick. Damn. Woo. Woo. You're getting good, Mitch. We try to throw you off with all those pictures. No, it's right up. Yeah, you just you're, you're brushing them all off. I think it's hilarious when we just throw up random pictures when you're talking. I love the Andrew but, Vaughn one. Uh, that one, like, I'm not gonna lie, Adam, <laughs> that's definitely the biggest curveball. <laughs> Av, base God, blessed. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> I think we got to start incorporating more pictures just in, during the show, like when we're talking. Like if someone says something, <laughs> we're just like, boom, point. <laughs> like, yep. So, Mitch, thoughts on the NASCAR guys who just got that like extra week to prepare? Fair, unfair? I mean, it was totally fair. No, I mean, because okay. that was just okay. because, but it, like, he got the extra two weeks because they won in Vegas, so he knew he was locked in. Right. So, like, Logano is even saying during his preparation, like, like the whole Martinsville week leading up. Usually, you're preparing your car for Martinsville specific track. Phoenix, Phoenix, Phoenix. Oh, yeah, like last couple of days. Oh, yeah, we'll do this with Martinville. We don't really care because we're already locked in. So it's perfectly fair. You win your race. You're good. Okay. The other okay. four didn't have luxury because they weren't in on points right. or anything. They didn't worry about it. Yeah. But How did the guy do who had that crazy move last week? That was yeah, Ross Chastain. Yeah, so he that. yeah, he wrecked Elliot. Well, he didn't actually wreck him. Elliot just cut across his nose. And he has the what? reputation where he wrecks everyone. So, like, did he spin him out? Yeah, but it wasn't his fault. He just has that reputation. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> that like, that, people don't realize this, though. Like, these cars this year are not as safe as the last ones. Like, they're giving people a lot of concussions. They've had a concussion problem. In fact, he just floored it into the wall. It was, like, Wait, crazy enough. Let you're handle, sitting like, here. Nearly blacked out because of all the Gs. Like, no one's You're ever trying, here trying to hey. tell me that this guy's got CTE. <laughs> he doesn't go I fast don't... enough to get brain damage. <laughs> you got to have high speeds for a collision like that. He's too busy getting lapped. Yep. yep. So, so what happens now, Mitch? Is like, they're like a NASCAR offseason? Like... There is. But the problem with the NASCAR offseason, so they call it silly season, which is funny in itself, like all the drivers switching hands. But a lot of it, 
has already happened. Like their off season happened like during the year. Like the biggest move was like Kyle Busch, who's kind of like uh, he is like he's the most famous, right? He drives like the M and M's car or did now M and M's is leaving, but he was supposed to drive for Joe Gibbs Racing, right? He's been there for the last couple of years. He's kind of like made that team who it is. But M and M's Mars Candy left as a sponsor, and so NASCAR like if you want to pay these guys, like you have to have a sponsor lined up, and he wanted a lot of money. Joe Gibbs couldn't pay him. So he ended up going to uh, RCR, Richard Childress Racing. But Richard Childress back in the day doesn't like Kyle Busch. He got he got into a fight with him in pit road. And he's like, hold my watch. And then he took his wristwatch and hit him with it. That's hilarious. And now he's driving for that guy. Um, follow-up question. Do team owners fake call drivers and then tell people that they try to get them on their team? Actually, I mean, there was a lot of rumors like that going around with Kyle Busch. I mean, so probably not the same as like a Rick Hyde, like lawyer speak. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely like, it definitely happens. So like stuff like this happens. In <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For the podcast listeners, it's the White Sox attempt to trade for Shohei Otani. I love that it says via John Heyman and it's underlined at the bottom too. That, <laughs> yeah. that makes that whole thing. But all right. I just want to make sure that stuff like this happens in other sports i i, I mean okay that's from john Hay- john Heyman is just like jerry ryan's is like best uh, media buddy outside of bop hey <laughs> now that kyle orton looks like a nascar driver right there he does. wait wait pull that picture up again he does <laughs> that man drives in the nascar truck series that you man can't- drinks way too much to drive a fucking moped let alone a nascar vehicle <laughs> Was it, yeah. Uh, was the secondary one used to be called like the Nationwide Series? Now is there like the minor leagues? They do. They have three. They have the Truck Series, which is like the equivalent of Double A, and then they okay. have the Xfinity Series, which is like Triple A, and then there's the ARCA Series, which is like Rookie Ball. Like that's tra- like that's trash. ARCA. Oh, no one watches that. Learn, but the Xfinity Series had a lot of drama too, because one of the drivers, Ty Gibbs, to get into the championship. He was like Joey. He was locked in. So the final race at Martinsville to get into the championship, his teammate was leading. His teammate didn't have enough points. The only way he could get in is if he won. And Ty Gibbs wrecked him for no reason, took the win from him. And so he went to the championship, and his teammate got screwed. Um, also, how do, we permanent, how do we permanently block someone from being able to comment? This is one of our biggest fans. What are you talking about? I know, but he, I think he's licking toads, too. He says, I think, I think they might see a little younger. Trey Mancini is better than Jose Abreu. Well, who, who, who has more World Series rings, though? That's a good stat to compare players. Well, hey, Trey Mancini, he's a good man, and that's all That's all you need in my book. I will represent yeah, so him. Stop talking shit to a cancer survivor. I was waiting for you to do that. Although I, I was no, waiting for you to do that all this entire show. I was waiting for you I to just, do that. I just can't believe you guys uh, keep or, or Yuzo keep uh, shitting on a great hero. Why in God's name would you use a player's World Series rings <laughs> to compare baseball players? Donald Barkley's always getting slandered for that all yeah. the time. He was a great player. Trey Mancini beat cancer, has a ring. I mean, are his stats better than Josh Bell? Probably not. Adam but Morrison has an NBA championship. Adam Morrison has more NBA championships than Charles Barkley. Would you take Adam Morrison over Charles Barkley? Do you know who Adam Morrison is? A winner. No. no Gonzaga legend. Mitch. I was asking Mitch. Oh, just say He's that. a winner. That's according to all though. So that's all <laughs> I need. There you go. I love Trey Mancini. Trey Mancini. I think, I think Trey Mancini has a, a phenomenal story. I think he's a great player. I tweeted out right after they won the World Series. I'm happy for Trey Mancini. Full stop. He's not a better baseball player than Jose Abreu. 
No, probably not. I do like Jose Abreu. Yeah, the three best players will be in my book: uh, uh, Sebi, Zavala, Trey Mancini, and then Jose Abreu. Sebi's gonna get a Sebi's gonna get a lot of tick this season, bud. Are you gonna buy a Sebi jersey? I might. Honestly, if he, I don't know what he'd have to do for me to waste money on a Seb jersey. <laughs> Canada that is going to be up at, like on eBay in like a year and a half. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I loved Addison Reed. Like for some reason, oh, he's like, he was, he had a good I got an Addison Reed jersey, which might be my worst investment. But I thought he was like, so, and he sucked. Like talk about, like we were talking about Alex Colomay, this guy's that blow games. Like Addison Reed would make you nervous and he sucked. But I just thought he was so cool. You come out to the Kid Rock. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sweet. he had a good few years after with like oh, uh, little Boston. little NASCAR Mitch listening yes. to Kid Rock, getting fired up, <laughs> getting all hyped up on the do. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, That's man, before get... Kid Rock went off the uh, off the handle, but Kid Rock yeah. was never on the handle, bud. Yeah, I mean that's fair. <laughs> it's, it's all right. You you were young. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Have uh, have Uncle My Sock Summer find a Sebi jersey for you on eBay or sell it for you on eBay at least after you buy it. There we go. You're set, dude. I think I think we're going to have to do something where you got to get a – I would say get a Sebi jersey, but they don't make those. No, they do. We can there's get no them way on. there's a Sebi jersey. I can probably yeah, find can one. Right. one. We'll find you, something. You're already going to have to custom a jersey for it. They don't make semi jerseys. Yeah, that's true. Wait, we people- should do something, but but like uh, he has to get to a certain number, like a slash line by the All Star. Yeah, so he has oh, to I'm, like, liking where, I'm liking where this is going already. This is what yeah. the show needs: is more stupid ass bets like this. I'm if he hits above, what do we say, like two seventy, and he hits two seventy to get a jersey? We no, no, no. He has to have a lower. slash line. There's got to be this that not just two seventy. Yeah, like he has like to meet perfect. every single or yeah, like an OPS maybe. I mean, all of them. He's got to hit over two seventy. He's got uh, over seven fifty. Huh? Yeah. OPS yeah, yeah, yeah. over seven fifty. That's yeah. good. That's good. That's fair. Um, at least. Ooh, what do you think for like runners thrown out percentage? If he What's throws a good out two guys by the All Star break? Two. Okay. Two guys. He has to throw out two runners by the All-Star break. Are we doing this before the All-Star break, these numbers? Are, or these like... are, yeah, these are before All-Star break numbers. Okay, I need, you in that, I need you in that jersey for half a season. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. And then how many home runs? We'll say 12? Six. Six? Six. 12. Get the fuck out of here. Six. Six. You're buying this jersey, Mitch. Six? Uh, All right. Six. <laughs> I think seven. It's a very good time to remind everybody if you want to support the show, we have the, the link pinned to our Twitter account. Uh, we appreciate support. We might use the money to buy Mitch a Sebi jersey. Uh, are you writing these down, although? You're on mute. You're on mute. Some reason you're on mute. All right, my bad. Sebi Savala has a career. Um... He had like a 726 OPS in 2022 with the White Sox. Um, for his minor league career, he does have a career 786. Well, we have OPS. to put in, a, he has to play a minimum of X amount of games. He's got to be a minimum, I would think, at that point. Because like they have yeah. that for him. Yeah, because I mean, I don't think we could just say before the All-Star break. We have to say like in his first like 40 games or first. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Whatever. do his like first like. Because then that how many, can... how many games did he play this year? Well, he played a lot because 
he's gonna be he's gonna be the backup. I mean, right now it's him and Yaz. But they had that one kid in AAA that's pretty good that got called up for a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. uh, Perez, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, Perez. Perez. But yeah, once we establish the time frame for this, this like, is like a good March. Let's put a yeah. pin on this. Yeah, let's put a pin in this. <laughs> yeah. Next week we'll have the. the... No, no, not next week. Uh. Mitch, it's, it's going to get. <laughs> Way worse as the off season goes on. We're gonna need to save stuff like this for the those times. Yeah, yeah. When we start talking about like food and movies and like, yeah, it's oh, like we're gonna way. get we're Since gonna get such a dead period. Over, I do still owe you the BJ McLeod origin story coming up. Yes, Dave, that that's a perfect one to save for March, like. Or, <laughs> January, no, like January, February. like yeah. the middle of January. Yeah, save that for then. Um, all right, well, well, we'll put a pin in this. So for NASCAR, Mitch, that's all the Amzo. We'll see you guys next week. This Padres bitch is shitting bricks right now. Why? Because Danny fucking Burgess is up and back. Guy just started Shake Shack straight to the dugout. Rebuild of the favorites, we here for the latest South side or the north side, not tuned to the greatest Home team for the home teams, both sides got our own rings On the mound or the long ball, but we don't put the wrong strings Yeah, <laughs> it's that time of the year now Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we here now New show with a new mood, discussions and interviews Straight rumors that might be, this is Pinwheels and Knife Yeah, this is what you waiting for, yeah can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Season, make it all change. Season, make it all change. Take me out to the ball game.